The noon hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. The KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you all had a tremendous President's Day yesterday. And we're ready to go. Hans, how you doing, man? Well, I just kind of went over my weekend, and and you know I'm doing better than fantastic. Oh, boy. Life is amazing. You had yourself a weekend. Yeah, it was a great weekend. The fishing was good, though. Well, the fishing was good, and that's why, you know, sometimes as a grown man, when – you just are done. It's just best to go grab a couple of fishing poles and go out on the ice with the kids and see if you can't pull a big fish out, which my daughter did, and then continued to berate me for, well, your fish was only 20 inches long. Wow. You must be pretty embarrassed. Like, yeah, no, I'm I'm not embarrassed. That's one thing that uh, I admire about your kids. Their trash talking is elite. Yeah, what is that? Why? It drives me nuts. Yeah, I got uh, I got a couple that will dice me up, too. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It well, makes me very angry, and then I say things, and then all of a sudden it's like, why would you say that to, your ki- or to, to us? You were your kids. I'm like, well, you started it. I I just finished it. So how did it feel that one time when I when I beat you fishing? Yeah, that's what they was. Uh, they, and, and that's Rock's go-to. But I got in a really rough spot with Rock. Uh, it was just a week ago, and we were at a, a – fast food restaurant and there was this i don't know maybe late teens early 20s girl behind the counter and she was talking to rock and kind of laughing and so i said and she was making some comparisons or something i said oh i said well who's bigger me or rock and rock goes come on because i love to give him a hard time i'm trying to be a wingman for the kid yeah yeah for sure and so I said, Rock, put your back towards my back. And, and I, you know, we went back to back, and she was like, oh, he's got you by a lot. And so we walk away. We get our food. We walk away. And he's like, you got no game. He said, I got no game. And I was like, what do you mean I got no game? I said, I was trying to run wingman. Just let me handle it. He's like, yeah, that's so embarrassing. I said, what's embarrassing? What are you talking about? Well, first off, like – yeah, I, I have no game because she's 20 right. or 19. Like, like I'm not trying to game. There's no game trying to be had. I'm trying to help you. And Amanda's sitting there at the table. I said, I said, son, check out your mom. Like, I got a ton of game. Like, I, there's no chance I get her if I got no game. And I was like, Amanda, will you please tell your son? I ha- I've got and had game. Like, I, I can still... I still impress her with, you know, poems and all kinds of gushy stuff. And she's like, yeah, son, he's got plenty of game. Like, you you should hope to have his type of game. He doesn't have any game. He's embarrassing. Like, man, what is that? What are you talking about? 
Scotty, you've known me a lot of years. You knew me back when I was a professional football player. I, you I got, got game. You've got game. Yeah, you're doing just fine. I got game, yes. man. Like, I, I, I know how to talk to people and relate with people. Here's the thing. if and, and this is why, like, youth is wasted on the youth, is that I would love to take my mind yeah. at this age and transport it to 19, 20, 21-year-old Scott. It would be game <laughs> over. You'd be doing damage. Here's what it comes down to. If, if the youth could just understand this, this is what it comes down to. All you got to do is be more interested yes. in the other person than you are yourself. That's the primary thing. If you've got more interest, then that generates more concern for that person. That generates questions in regards to what that person's about and what they might find intimidating or interesting or funny or crazy. And when you're more interested in somebody else than you are yourself, then you got yourself a great conversation. But the problem is, I remember being his age, I remember being younger, and the only thing I was interested in was myself. Yes. And... I was insistent that everybody be interested in me first, and then maybe we'll talk about you. But then, you know, you get a little older, and you're like, oh, wait a second, I'm not important, like at all. Yeah. And everybody else is important, and that's what makes a life good, when you find other people important and yourself less important. Yes. For all you kids out there, going on that first date, number one, show interest. Number two, make her laugh. Yeah. And number three, don't be a jack A. Yeah. It's that easy. That's it. And and you don't have to worry about being awkward. I'll give you another, for instance. He's like, you don't go to the game. Okay, I've got a buddy who's got a beautiful daughter that's a, going to be a senior, and Rock's going to be a senior next year. And I know he likes her. I know he's interested in her. So I was like, hey, let me just text my buddy and I'll, I'll get just get her number that's not how you do it that's embarrassing i'm like no i'm gonna text him so i texted him i got her number i gave him her number i was like see easy peasy now you just call that's not how you do it <laughs> like what are you talking about it's like i gotta i gotta hit her up on snap that's that's where the kids go that's exactly where the kids go and i said son i know what happens on these snappers like i know it's not good I know, I know, because I I know. It's not good, man. Because you want Snap, too? No, it's like a Brett Favre highway. Oh, okay. What, Whoa! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a terrible My name's Sean Salisbury, and when I like to send pictures, I go to Snapchat. <laughs> I endorse the Snap. It's like, no, you're not getting that. You are not downloading that. Well, so, well, everybody gets to do things. They all have parties, and I don't even know. I'm like, that's a good thing. Those that's are the parties you shouldn't be going to. That's a really good thing. Man, we're old. Well, I so I, I took my youngest daughter on an ice fishing trip yesterday. Or, yeah, yesterday. And uh, on the way home, I was showing her, she had never seen the final scene from the movie Footloose, which is one of my favorite all-time scenes, the, the final dance. Yeah, yeah. And it, by the way, which by the way, you know the guy that comes out and starts doing the, the, the crazy waves and all the, the wiggles, and he's still a better dancer than anything you'll find on the Snap or YouTube or 
TikTok or any of those stupid things. Have you watched that recently? No. Oh, no. he's he's still got ten times the move as any of these dorks out there trying to be cool. And uh, you know, so they're doing the whole barn dance thing, and I'm like, see, like this is what we used to do. I used to barn dance. We used to go to a barn and we used to hang out. And maybe it wasn't the best, but it was better than sitting there with your buddy, each of you on a phone. Oh, did, did you did you get the extra laser skin? Laser skin. Well, I don't know. They've got these. They they call them skin packs, and they buy the skins for the guys. Is this Fortnite? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I I don't, I don't know the details on it. I just I just know that I've been told that well you just don't have the right skin something or pack. I'm like whatever. I know Brody's playing that my my 12 year old and I should probably be paying more attention to what's going on down there. Well, see, I I personally believe that nothing good is happening around Fortnite because I saw one of my kids had a headset on, and I know that when you have a headset on. People are on those games talking, and they talk all kinds of stuff. And you know it's not good. So I took the headsets away. So now it's on speaker, so you can hear everything. Or you just don't want them communicating at all. I, I don't want them communicating. Like, I, I know Brody's hanging out with his buddies, and so I let it go because I know his buddies. Yeah. But if they're introducing new people into that, then I probably ought to check into yeah, that. Yeah, because there's nothing good about it. Yeah. But I got game. Like, I'm not going to okay. let my son tell me I don't got game. That's not cool. You you can't let him get under your skin. Oh, it's under my skin. I know. You, you just got to be confident with yourself. You know you have game. Amanda knows that you have game. That's all that matters, right? I thought. Yeah, I thought. You're I 17-year-old or 16-year-old, you know. Of course he doesn't think you have game because every kid thinks their dad is a dork. Yeah, but I was hoping that my son didn't think I was a dork. That's what I guess. That's what's really got my heart broke. I was thinking maybe you know because like I did the football thing, I'm doing the football announcing thing. I know that's I got would have never told my uncle Merlin Olson you don't got game. I'd have never told him that because I knew he had game. Yeah, but if you're hanging out with Clark and Clark's like I had game, he'd be like, <laughs> Dad, really? And if you were Mer- and, if, and if Merlin was your dad, you would have said the same. I don't know if I would. I don't want to hear my my dad talking about. I got game. Vaughn, tell him I had game. <laughs> I don't want to see. Yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Oh man, we got a lot to get to. Busy show today. Hans and Scotty, we're live here at My Hearing Center. We'll be uh, chatting about that coming up throughout the show. Uh, love for you to uh, give them a holler and uh, get yourself squared away. We got a lot going on. Uh, we were off yesterday, so we got an extra day to make up for it. So let's get to it. Starting lineup right now, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Hanson Scotty G. Let's go. The lineup is set, and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Starting lineup brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air, home of the award-winning line of America's Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's right now for their $59 furnace tune-up special or visit them online at leesheatac.com. Well, hands, the all-star game is in the rearview mirror. Did you watch a little bit of it? Did you watch a lot of bit of it? I'm going to say I watched a little bit of it and a little bit to know that I wasn't going to watch a lot of it because I just lost interest. I tried. I really did. I tried. I just couldn't do it. 
Um, there, yeah, there was something really strange that hit me uh, during the All Star. I was watching a little bit of the All Star Weekend, and there's something that that kind of hit me. And I don't know how to feel about it because you, you remember last week I was telling you, man, I'd love to see Minnesota go win a championship. Yeah, I'd love to see the Timberwolves go win a championship. Well, for those of you that didn't see, Mike Conley just worked an extension with Minnesota because you know he's currently doing a whatever fifteen and seven. 14 and 7, 14.7 yeah. assists. Around there. there, yeah. And he's got this Minnesota team just kind of working. It's just it's just primed and working. And I started thinking, man, there was a second there, Scotty, where you had Mike Conley and you had Rudy Gobert. I mean, they're, they're definitely two big pieces of that Timberwolves engine. I was watching the other two pieces of that engine in – Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, which, you know, you had Donovan Mitchell. You didn't have a Carl Anthony Towns-like. I think you had a guy that was, you know, in the mix with Anthony Edwards, not as versatile on maybe the other end, but pretty versatile offensively. But I'm watching right now, they've even got uh, Nikhil and Alexander Walker. Yeah. Who's playing a nice little role for Minnesota. And something hit me when I was watching Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns this weekend. I was like, you know, if Minnesota wins a championship with this group, with Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Nikhil Alexander-Walker being one of their primary rotators, and Carl Anthony Towns, which you can't remake a Carl Anthony Towns. No. He's a one-of-one. Anthony Edwards, which he kind of had in Donovan Mitchell, to uh, extent. I, yeah, I think he's not on. He's he's he yeah. he chews through iron more than Donovan. Yes. I think. Yeah, if that makes sense. I agree. Yep. But by and large, you, I guess I'm looking at. It, I'm like, did did the Jazz almost have it? Well, okay. There's one thing in your equation that the Jazz did not have, and it's cat. Yeah. I mean, you throw Cat on that team, and I don't think the Jazz are pulling the trigger on that trade. I mean, there was just nobody like him. So if you – okay, so let's go Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, throw Joe Ingles in the mix, Mike Conley in the mix, like just keep that current team intact. And then you throw Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, you're right. You have a, you have a absolute – title contender right there it's just that guy it's that guy yeah and that's the craziness and and honestly you know the good and the bad about the nba is that one player can alter things dramatically it's that guy yeah you gotta have um frankly you need three guys and the jazz had two guys and they needed that third guy and they never were able to really get that third guy i think they thought for a second it might be mike conley and that's why the jazz pulled the trigger and and brought him in hoping he could be the third guy, but they never had that third superstar. You look at teams that win championships, usually there's three guys, two of them are all-stars, and one of them's pretty doggone close to being an all-star. Well, that that's Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Edwards, Towns, Gobert. Gobert. Conley's in there as a, as a facilitator, but I guess I just got thinking, so you were Carl Anthony Towns away, which I guess is a distance away. Yeah. But, you know, all the different guys you see rotate through there. And, you know, when Favors came back for a minute and 
there, there were there were moments where it's like, man, how close were they? Could they have done anything to try to try to acquire a guy instead of saying, all right, enough's enough and done and and sent everybody to the four corners of the United States? Yeah. Instead of, okay, we've got this. Let's pay this. We'll pay this. We'll go over the tax, and we got to get this guy. This is the missing piece. Yeah, he's our missing superstar. So let's throw the world at him. The one thing and I, go for this. The one thing I think you could look at maybe if you want to go revisionist history is not going all in on the point guard. Keep Ricky Rubio. And 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 use those assets that you went to go get Mike Conley, and maybe go out and find you know, another wing or something like that. Maybe that's the direction they should have gone. Which, now that Ricky's retiring, Ricky, I think he would have had another two years in him. Yeah. At at that point. Yeah. But, you know, watching Minnesota and what they're currently doing, it's it's really impressive. Now, how confident, though? Okay, so we're saying this and we're putting Minnesota on a pedestal. And for good reason. I think they deserve it. But... At the end of the day, do you think Minnesota beats Denver in a seven-game series? Okay, so that that's what I, I actually had that I wanted to ask you. Car Anthony Towns versus Nicole Jokic. No. Okay, but with the assistance of Rudy Gobert. Because every time we watched Nicole Jokic against Rudy Gobert, it was a Jokic win. Yeah. But you didn't have anything like Car Anthony Towns to help assist. So I wondered if the two of those guys, if you could draw up a, a game plan to take Jokic out, but at that point, then it becomes Murray. But does does Edwards does he match up well to take Jamal Murray out of an equation? But then you still have to deal with the athleticism of Aaron Gordon. You yeah. still have to deal with the craziness of Porter. You still have two or three other pieces that you got to deal with. And if you're going to assign everything you got to Nicole, which is what you got to do. But the problem is every time you send help defense on Jokic, he finds the open guy. Yep. And that's why I think Denver still beats Minnesota in a six-game series. Five think, or six. You think you knock him, you knock him out in five or six? Yeah. Well, Minnesota's got a lot of firepower. I mean, between Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and just, you know, and and I was also I was looking at Carl Anthony Towns. When you look at him, you're like, oh, you know, he's got to be 36 on his way out of this thing. <laughs> he's 28. He does have that Greg Oden looks way older than what he really is. He does. That's he's, one of those where you want to check the birth certificate and be like, e, really, really? But Are the, you sure about this? But the dude is just a he's actually a baby starting to click into his prime. Yeah. He he's got another year or two away from his prime, and and if he stays healthy. You know, Minnesota could be locked yeah. and loaded for yeah. a period of time. And by the way, I, I, you know, what that guy has gone through, you know, losing his mom to COVID and, and, yeah. and just, I mean, I, I, I am a huge fan of his and hope that good things happen to him. I would love to see Minnesota win a title. I don't think it happens, but I, I would love to see it, actually. I'd love to see Rudy get a title. Well, It I, would sting a little bit. I'm kind of curious. I think Jazz fans would be happy for him. They would. Like they, I they think, would. I think I know for a fact, jazz fans, ninety-five percent of jazz fans have no animosity towards Rudy Gobert. Um, but I would say it would sting a little bit. To your point, if he does go on to win a title, well, my, watching Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Rudy Gobert, 
and and others hoist a trophy in Minnesota, another small market. Yep, that would be tough. <laughs> like I could sit here and say I'd be happy for him, but I'd also sit here and be like, dang, that'd have been nice to be on air in that market. When they're making that run, they knock off Denver or, you know, they knock off the Clippers or whoever they're going to see in the Western Conference Finals because I I think that those are the two top contenders, probably Denver and, and L.A. You know, you and I talk about bucket lists of things that we want to do. Like, I just want to be able to be broadcasting live from State Street from a championship parade. You know, that's – and cover a team that wins a championship, whether it's the Jazz or – whether it's, you know, a Major League Baseball team or an NHL team. I don't want, and no disrespect to Utah, I don't want to be covering a parade just because you went undefeated and beat Alabama in a Sugar Bowl. That was nice, but at the end of the day, you didn't win a championship. It was a great season, and it deserved it, but it, you know, come on. I want a professional championship craziness major, you know, one of the big four sports, one of the big three sports, to be able to say this, they are the best team in their sport. I, I know that the idea of sitting on State Street broadcasting seems great, but you know Lloyd would have us walking with you, Ben. I know, handing out Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> you know we'd end up walking the parade route and be like, oh, well, this is fun. Hope they never win another championship so I don't have to walk another oh. six miles. Oh, you'll be doing it again for the days of 47. <laughs> Lloyd's got me on the, the parade rotation for uh, next year. Yeah, I know. You and me both. I'll walk as long as I'm with K-Bank. K-Bank's fun. K-Bank's good because we just get a, you know, just. Nobody sees us. Yeah, because they want to talk to him because he's the most popular man on the planet. Um, Plus, he brings donuts to your house afterwards. Well, your house, not everyone's. He didn't offer to bring donuts to me. Well, yeah, because you live in Delta. No, because you're his favorite. That's not true. He said that with the donuts. But I want to I wanna think I'll be happy for Minnesota if it happens, but I need to get there and see. Yeah. And let's say they get in the finals with Milwaukee. I think once they get out of the West and go into the finals, then I'm going to want to see them win the yes, championship. Yes, for like, sure. Other than that, if it's the Clippers, of course I want to see them walk, knock off Kawhi and Paul. I don't want to see those guys win. No. You know, I'm a fan of Denver. I like Jokic's game, so I don't think I'd have a dog in that fight. I just think that'd be a good fight. All right, Anson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We're live here at My Hearing Center. Matt's hanging out with us. How are you, sir? Oh, awesome. How are you guys doing? Long time no see, buddy. It's been a bit. Yeah, we miss you. Yes, you guys too. Uh, oh, we don't believe you. Oh, of course. I, I just turn on the radio to hear your voices. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. It's like, oh, there's, there's Scotty. There's our guy. There he is. Uh, calling, calling some, some sport somewhere. Uh, pretty much every day. Yeah. Right. Um, we need to get people set up and going with their hearing again. And you know, I know I talk about this, but seeing my dad kind of reengage with his hearing aids has been pretty darn amazing. And, and knowing how much hearing loss he's got, yet how much those hearing aids can compensate, I want people out there to understand it, you really can be helped. No matter the, the full depth of your hearing loss, you can be helped and, unless it's too severe. But, Matt, you can help pretty much everybody. Out we, there. we can help people. I mean, the longer you wait, the harder it is, but we can help people. We were just working with a patient, a uh, really sad story, uh, had uh, undergoing chemotherapy, 
uh, lost his hearing because of because of the chemo, Oof. and um, you know he's just worried about every moment he has with his, his family. And came and sat down, and you know also all wants to make sure he leaves a legacy and worried about finance and everything else. And as as we're talking to him, we're just identifying what what do you want? I mean, you know where you know where your life's going. They've got a pretty good timeline for you now. What do you want during that timeline? And you know his thing is I want to spend as much time with my family as possible. I said. You know, you can be with your family physically, or you can be with your family physically and mentally with the hearing aids. You know, without the hearing aids, you're not going to be able to understand. You're going to participate. You'll be there. But if you really want to be with them, and he understood what we're saying, so he decided to try the hearing aids, and he's grateful, super grateful for they did. But that's that's the kind of choice I think we're all making. Now, maybe not as dr- dramatic as this gentleman's choice, but, you know, do you want to be with your family just physically, or do you want to be with them and have conversations and yeah. have engagements and have have time with the family, not just physically there. Depends on the day. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> so, 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 no, yeah, no, no, I get it. Sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe I want to check out, take a walk, maybe go ski and do something yeah. else. <laughs> Pop the hearing aids out. Yeah. But, but, but sometimes you can just, uh, the great thing about these hearing aids, you just put a podcast in and just uh, completely disconnect and pretend like you're there. But that that's the first time. I'm joking. But, but you know, you're, you're 100% <laughs> right. And, and, and it's really amazing because, you know, Hans' dad has them. Um, and, and I'm I'm more than happy to admit it too. Um, you know, I'm still in my 40s, but because I've been wearing headphones forever and I've done some significant damage, you know, I I will wear them in situations where I'm at a movie theater. I'll wear them when I'm at a party, I'm at a game or a church or somewhere where there's a lot of outside noise because yeah. that's the thing that's really bothering me is when to focus in on individual conversations when there's a lot of surrounding noise and it is it has made my life dramatically better oh absolutely and, and, and many patients like you scotty have, have expressed the same same thing it, you know the amount of uh, exertion that your brain has to exert when you are trying to understand in those noisy situations and then add on the fact that you have a hearing loss it, it's impossible, and your brain just kind of makes up sound, makes up different sounds or makes up different noises uh, to try to compensate uh, for what's being spotted. You can't really keep up. Uh, I, I've seen these pa- patients that, you know, they're always, you know, two or three sentences behind the, co- the conversation, and they're not able to really participate. So by having hearing aids, and this is what's really great, we want you to try the hearing aids risk-free for 30 days. And at the end of the 30 days, we're going to give you some movie tickets as a thank you just for trying them. To start, all you need to do is give us a call, 801-438-7058. Schedule a free hearing evaluation, and we'll also put your name into a drawing for a free set of the hearing aids. Wow. So you're giving away a free set of hearing aids. Free set of hearing aids for the first 50 that schedule this month. Uh, additionally, free hear- hearing evaluation. We have offices from Ogden all the way down to St. George. And uh 30-day risk-free trial with movie tickets at the end of it. Wow. So just for taking it for a test drive, you're go walking away with movie tickets. That's right. Love it. All you have to do is call right now, 801-438-7058. That's 801-438-7058. Call, be one of those 50, and you could be winning a free pair of these hearing aids. You're getting movie tickets regardless. Take it out for a test drive, folks. You don't need to put up with uh, the hearing loss. Let's get you squared away. Let's get you in a better place. Right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. BYU football coach Kalani Sataki. I was just telling Jake when I got on that you guys are usually in a better mood towards the end of the show, you know. And <laughs> I remember when I was a younger coach doing the early morning parts. You guys a little bit more ornery, especially PK, you know. So I'm, I'm glad to be on the prime spot with you guys, and I'm going to enjoy this interview. Oh, he's giving me up. I've already enjoyed the interview. I think Kalani's work here is done. I just mentioned that earlier this week, and PK lost his mind. I am not. That was back then. The point. 
point I'm making is I can be just as crotchety now. No, I think you're in a bad mood now because it's not golf weather right now. But if, <laughs> as soon as the weather picks up and moves on, we can open the golf courses. We will get PK at his best. This guy knows me. He's dropping truth bombs left and right here. This is Kalani's psychological profile of PK. Spot on. <laughs> Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Number one. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form. By searching Hans and Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Lloyd just got my ear and go, give away jazz tickets. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a Monday. Why are we giving away jazz tickets on a Monday? No, oh, it's a it's Tuesday. Not. We had yesterday off. It's a jazz ticket Tuesday, so let's do it. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. Jazz Ticket Tuesday, caller 12, 801-575-ZONE. You'll win a pair of tickets, see the Jazz and the Hornets at Delta Center coming up on February 22nd, first game back from the All-Star break. Well, Scotty, I have all of my night set up and planned. BYU on ESPN, Utah State on CBS SN, as well as here on The Zone. Yes. Everybody out there needs to pair up Scotty and pair up the Aggies because you got Baylor and San Diego State, a couple of huge matchups for in-state teams. Tonight is kind of the, that's not the make it or break it, but it is kind of the make it night. For BYU, especially after what happened against Oklahoma State. Correct. That was a that was a head scratcher. Yeah, the, the last couple of defensive outputs have been head scratchers, and BYU's got to get themselves going. Yep. Gave up 88 points to Central Florida, 93 points to Oklahoma State, and those two teams aren't exactly known for scoring 88-93. Yeah. They're they're not real solid offensive teams. So BYU has got to figure out what they're doing defensively. And because Baylor is uh, the number two team in the Big 12 right now offensively. And so BYU's got a big task in front of them. But it's at the Marriott Center. You know, there's going to be 17, 17-2 in there. It'll be crazy. They've got the home court advantage. And BYU could do themselves big favors by getting this winning against yeah. Baylor. Tonight. Yep. And uh, BYU now 6-6 six and six in Big 12 play, which is a number that, frankly, we never really thought of. I mean, I didn't – I never in a million years thought BYU would be at 500 this late in the year in Big 12 play. Remarkable accomplishment by Mark Pope and that crew. Uh, deserve all the accolades in the world for making this transition and doing – you know, and, and it's easy to nitpick. And, and, and frankly, you know, we, we have a little bit – at least I have because, you know, as the season's gone on, then you start setting a higher standard for the team. Uh, but it is – good to go back and just go big picture with BYU and say holy smokes this is remarkable what they're doing uh making this transition into this league and playing as well as they are but uh again when they're playing at home and they get that crowd going uh I feel like they've got every opportunity in the world to win this game Utah State against San Diego State Aggies got uh beat up pretty good on the road 
to Colorado State on Saturday. Uh, and Colorado State is – they are a very Jekyll and Hyde team. They are not particularly good on the road, but they are elite at home. They've beaten all the elite teams in the Mountain West Conference at home. They not only beat Utah State, they've beaten San Diego State. They've beaten UNLV. They've beaten New Mexico. They've beaten Nevada. I mean, all the really good teams, Colorado State wins at home. Now, when they go on the road, they lose. But at home, they're just phenomenal. And that place seats 11,000. That place was rocking on Saturday. And uh, Utah State had an opportunity in the second half to cut it to single digits and then couldn't quite do it. And then Colorado State goes on a run, and, and it was over at that point. But the Aggies are taking on the Aztecs. And, again, we talk about make or break. Right now, Utah State and BYU, I think, are still comfortably in the tournament. But BYU is, I think, pretty safe. Utah State, and maybe this is just because I cover the team and I've seen things get sideways with Utah State in the past where you feel like they're in and they don't get in. And so maybe that's impacting my my thought process a little bit. I still think Utah State, it could get away from them if they don't finish the season strong. And... I think they I don't think they have to win tonight but they need to play a lot better because not only did they lose to Colorado State they didn't play well against Wyoming and they found a way to win that game yeah but they didn't look good against Wyoming and there's been a little bit of a uh uh they they've kind of come back down to earth a little bit even though they still keep winning games and and they they still have a really good record they got a they got to right the ship a little bit they got to be playing better going into the conference which, tournament which is weird because it, that game that Lloyd and I went to, that Boise State game, they were clicking. Yeah. They were clicking and they were cranking. And they didn't give Boise State any breathing room for two full halves. I I can't remember what the closest they were able to creep back in after the first six minutes, but it was – they kept a pretty good distance the yeah. whole time. And yeah. That, that's, that's a decent Boise State team. Oh, that's a, that's a good Boise State team. Right now, Boise State's in the tournament too. So, so yeah, that's – that's a tough one for sure. Um, I mean, that w- that was a good performance. But other than that, it's been a little bit shaky, and, and they got to be better. And the thing is with BYU, too, you know, a little shaky from a defensive standpoint. And this is – you keep hearing this, and coaches talk about this all the time, the dog days of February where you've – I mean, you've been playing and practicing since October, September, and you're just wore out. Mm-hmm. And you got to find a way to get – and you know that you're going to catch your stride and you're going to get all the emotions going when March comes around and it's closer to the conference tournament, the NCAA tournament. And this is where guys, when you're dealing with 18 to 22-year-old young men that have a lot – and you talk about it, you know, you're you're dealing with school, you're dealing with girls, you're dealing with now NIL and all this other stuff. And, and it's hard to keep your focus for all these games. And you just got to find a way just like, hey, we got to finish this season strong. With BYU defensively, they've got to be better. Utah State's got to be better. Utah with a really fun win, by the way, over UCLA over the weekend with that putback. I know we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. But but you just got to, you, you know, like Lloyd always says, I'm not telling you to lose weight, but just tighten it up. Yeah. Can you not say that about me, please? <laughs> I would appreciate that. That's a that's a post Channel Five appearance. Yeah, meeting <laughs> like Lloyd when we, uh, you know, when when we're hanging out with Sam Farnsworth, and he's like, "Hey, when you're next to Sam, like, don't be next to I Sam. I need you to tighten it up a little bit. Just, I'm not doing this because I want to do it. It's because Lloyd was been hounding me. Sam for a split shot. So he'll split be, screens. He'll be over <laughs> Just don't be in the same shot with. You know what? Sam. With you guys, something tells me I'm not going to hold this post for much longer. 
Oh, stop it. Stop hey, can it. I ask you a question? Like, this yeah. morning, so, like, I've been trying to, uh, you know, work out, and I've been pretty good, you know, good five, four to five days a week. That's great. Uh, for the last, you know, five or six months. Yeah. Um, and And you would think, like, it would get easier. Yeah. It doesn't get easier, man. Like, this morning, like, you know, yesterday – I hit it and it was like, oh man! You get off that elliptical and you get off the bike and you put the dumb, uh, you know, dumbbells down. You're like, yeah, let's go get the day. Yeah. And then today I'm like, like I'm still feeling it right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like trash. Like, uh, and and it's essentially the same workout, but it's just like, holy smokes, I feel like trash. There's a fine, there's a fine exertion to protein balance that you got to have. Like if your nutrition doesn't hit your output, then you got problems. And it doesn't matter because your body will start eating itself trying to figure out how to get the calories it needs because you just put a hard workout in. But that's why I work out and never my body never changes because I overcompensate. See, I'm on the other end of that. I get done with a workout, I eat, and then I just want to go to sleep because my body's like, ah, fat and happy, just like we love you. I'll go get in your bed. Snuggle up to your pillow. Hibernate. Get to, <laughs> now that you got 24 salmon in you, go, go lay down. Take the rest of the winter off. Like that's, it, it's a, I just think it's a. You think it, it's a nutrition thing? Yeah, because you've got yourself, you're losing a lot of weight. I mean, you, you've lost so much weight. And so I think that your workouts go way past your calorie consumption. I think your body afterwards is like. Hello, you're, hello. You're, we're used to you feeding us a lot. It's like little shop of horrors. Feed me. Yeah. You work out on an empty stomach. Yes. Is that what you're supposed to do? I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do, but that's what I do. But then after my workout, I, I force feed myself water because I hate water. But I've been force feeding myself water, and then I I've been doing an egg sandwich on a a very high grain bread that tastes like I'm doing eggs on cardboard, but at least I toast the cardboard. Oh, there you go. Cause I've been doing like, as soon as I'm done, I do the protein shake. Oh, you do? Yeah. After a workout, but I don't do any, I don't eat anything. And you know, so I don't, but you do do a full protein shake after the workout. Uh, but the, the proper amount of scoops. No, it's, it's one of those. It. It's one of those things that you get at Costco. The oh yeah, it's got the thirty grams in it. The, yeah, okay. the, the bottle. And you just do one premier. of those. Yeah, just one of them. Those calories are really low, on those. Yeah, so it might be a calorie thing, but if you're still if you're still feeling it, but even then, man, you I think you're putting your I think you're working out hard. I think you're pushing yourself pretty good. Oh yeah, it's it, a good it's a good solid hour hour fifteen of cardio. Yeah, because if you're doing it, if you're if you do thirty minutes of cardio, you're kind of hitting the top end of what most cardio is. You push into the hour of cardio, like I try, I try to do a full hour of cardio at least once a month, because it's kind of separate from a thirty minute cardio bout. For yeah. Me. And by the way, I'm not, you know, I'm not, and I've got a health science major. I could be a teacher, but. It's been a long time. I've just got my own little system in order that that I do. Yeah, that, that keeps me energized and feeling at least like I could still take my. I just think role. like sooner or later, I'm like this. This should be fun, right? Like I should be enjoying oh, this. Oh no, no, that your workouts will never be fun. 
No, because I have not hit that point where I'm like, you know what? So I'll tell you what. Every morning I walk downstairs and I turn on the TV, you know, and I get, you know, Netflix or Amazon up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this show. And I stare at that elliptical. I'm like, you son of a, like. I'll tell you where workouts will become fun for you. If they create like a, like a men's physical division of men that have lost 150 pounds or whatever amount you've lost. And then you compete in that division, and you're like, oh, I'm way stronger than all of these dorks that lost 150 pounds. <laughs> and, and now I feel good. I actually, and now you work out with the intent to yeah. compete. See, the problem is you're an athlete, and you've always worked out with the intent to compete at the end of the workout. Yeah. But now we work out, and there is no game at the end of the week, and it's like, so what am I doing? Yeah. And that's when you start slipping the shirt off and sitting on a beach and being like, hey, this, this is what I got. Yeah, that ain't happening anytime soon. I mean, the shirt off, at least. <laughs> yeah, well. No. Oh, no. I think your day's no. away. No, <laughs> no. I think your day's away. I think, I think you and Jenny need to catch yourself a cruise ship down to the, the Caribbean. And pop that top a few times. No, I, I look like I look like a balloon, and somebody just poked a hole in it. You and it just deflated. Not. It was a... <laughs> you do not. You do I got to call Bruce's doctor that did all that skin stuff. And by the way, I can't believe Lloyd telling you to tighten things up got us to this point. I know, right? But hey, you know what? Whatever incentive you can draw, and you got to do it. Wow, Lloyd. Hope you feel good about yourself <laughs> again. Adds- can we not? And Scott, I'm kidding, Lloyd. By the way, I do not want to get Lloyd. Lloyd did not say that. Implied, yes, but not. <laughs> okay, okay, that doesn't that. help. It's not any better. <laughs> Passive aggressively, yes. Yeah. Anson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Mitch Harper, reading with KSLSports.com, our BYU insider. Spring football not too far away from here. What's going to be priority number one? Is it who's going to be the number one quarterback in spring football? It has to be. That's got to be the focus because, you know, by my estimation, this is the most wide-open quarterback unit since 2002. You know, BYU just doesn't have anyone in the room or the unit right now that you feel like is a future NFL guy, potentially. That's just a new dynamic. And and it causes a situation to where it's wide open. And I think that Kalani Sataki said it best, where he doesn't know who's going to be the starter. I think he's really having an open mind going into spring ball because really none of these players have a pre-BYU resume that says, oh, you better play him or else you're going to lose him. They're all kind of on even footing, and let's see how it plays out. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 B KSL Sports Zone. On to Hans Solson and Scotty Chin. Chin, Chin. That's right. Yeah. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time for another edition of What You May Have Missed. It is official college football playoff with the Essentially, devolving of the Pac-12, they have shifted in what was a 6-plus-6 model for the college football playoff to now a 5-plus-7. So your top five conferences, uh, conference champions, are guaranteed a spot and now seven at-large spots. Okay. It's all the better for the Big 12. Yeah. I think it's all better for Utah and for BYU. Not for the group of five. No. Not for the group of five, but I think when you're sitting inside the Big 12 and you're you're you know going 14 teams and continuing to get bigger now introducing 
your western region and you're about to to grow even more you just need more and more opportunity for that conference but group of five it's uh group of five it slows down right because yes. because now it is your top five conference champions instead of top six right correct yep and then seven at large and and by the way they are using that verbiage specifically it's not it's not your top p4 or your top p5 they're using that verbiage your top conference champions specifically because there are going to be some cases where your top conference champions are not your top p4 conference champions correct um the other thing that's interesting is so you've got the, at least this is the way I read it, and, and if you saw it different, Scotty, please correct me. So you've got the top five conference champions, and then it's not, well, let's pick from the group of top 20 ranked. It's the next seven ranked correct. teams. Correct, yes, yeah. So the college football playoff committee will rank one through 12. Yep. Um, and your comp five top conference champions – get their get that automatic spot and then they'll go essentially six through seven or six through 12 or whatever it looks like going from there and i know that we've got two more years of the the new year's six associations with the conference but from what i understand that's going away yes yep after after the two years correct that's going to go away uh, and then there was some other news, and we'll we'll have an opportunity to talk to Mark Harlan about this. But the Pac-12 has announced a new commissioner, and it's you just scratch your head and you're like, what 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 pranks are we up to? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. In just are you are you really trying? Just become part of the Mount West Conference and just call it good and just say, hey, we're going to bring an infusion of money. We want a higher percentage. We're going to use this money to better our school. We will allocate a certain amount of the funds back into the conference because now Washington State and Oregon State are sitting there begging about, well, but we're still going to be a a member of the 12-team take, right, because they get a certain amount of distribution for the the four-playoff team take. But they're like, but we still get our $7, $8 million, right? And at some point you got to be like, "Mm, no. Figure out where you're going to be. Yeah. Stop this foolishness, this childishness. I, I get it. You were left in a lurch, and it's a bad spot. But firing a commissioner and then hiring a commissioner that's in charge of two schools and two presidents, it's stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Just join up with the Maui's Conference and say, hey, guess what we're going to do? We're going to strengthen our conference, and we're going to be better than the Pac-12 was. Whether you believe it or not, do it. It'll look a lot less foolish than this. It makes way too much sense. It really does. And just, look, it's it feels inevitable, so let's just get to it. But I know there's get legal. They're going to say, well, you know, legally we're still in this battle with the other 10 schools and we're trying to make sure we get our cuts of the money and we got to go through all this process. I understand that, but we know what direction this is going, so let's just, come on, come on, come on. Let's just go. What was the scheduling that they came up with? It's a six-team schedule, right? Yes. Yep. So each – Washington State and Oregon State will play six Mount West Conference games, yep. which makes them essentially a part of the Mount West Conference. Just stop it. Yeah. All right. We're live here at My Hearing Center. Matt's hanging out with us. Uh, you've got locations up and down the Wasatch Front. 
uh, wherever you're listening to the station, you've got a My Hearing Center close to you. And we want you to just to make the phone call, make the appointment, and let's just see where you're at. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your situation is. You guys want to help some people out and, and really strengthen relationships and put people in a better situation. Yeah, our, our, our provider here, we're in our Sandy location. Um, our provider here, Brandon Andrew, kind of passed off, passed us by as we were talking in our last segment. And uh, just remind me, we've got a brand new product to help out with auditory deprivation. Now, he, he spends an hour with patients explaining to them, not fully, but par- a big portion of what what's going on is auditory deprivation. And that's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, the part of your brain aren't picking up auditory sounds that your he- ears just aren't hearing anymore, right? And what happens in auditory deprivation is typically you start losing your high-frequency hearing sounds. Those are your consonant sounds. Yeah, I see Scotty raising his head. Yeah, that's yep. me. Those are your consonants. So your your SHs, your THs, your Fs, those high-frequency consonant sounds. It makes up about 80% of speech. This is when people come to us and say, hey, Matt, I can hear, but I can't understand. I've lost 80% of my, of my understanding. Uh, my, my speech understanding. And so now we have what's called auditory deprivation. It means that you're, you just don't understand things the way that you used to. And so we have a, a new hearing aid with a brand new chip from a, a company called Widex that actually starts processing sound at a, at a lower decibel level. So starts starting at 15 dB and magnifying at 15 dB all the way up to where your hearing loss is. So this is allowing us and Brandon specifically, one which is to, to be able to help people that have waited a long time to do something about their hearing. So if you if you personally or know you know somebody that said if you really kind of put this off and you're having a hard time, even if you tried hearing aids and they just weren't working right for you, this is a great time to come in with this brand new chip, a Widex product, where we can help people that we weren't able to help yesterday because this is, this is so new. Huh? Tell me a little bit more about it. I, that that's interesting to me. Yeah. So, so basically, what what it's what it's doing is is we identify your hearing loss. We're going to test your low frequency sounds all the way up to your higher frequency sounds, and from soft to loud, and we'll identify what your hearing loss look like. Most people hear okay in their low frequency sounds, and once they get to those high frequency sounds, they start dropping off. That's where you hear women's voices, children's voices, again your constant sounds. And so, if you're in that category. Auditory deprivation is affecting you because you just can't understand, again, up to 80% of speech. And so the longer you wait, the harder it is for us to get that back. But with this brand new technology where it's amplifying sound at a lower, I say higher frequency, but lower decibel level, it's allowing us to do auditory rehabilitation techniques that we haven't been able to do before. And we're, it's early but we're finding that the the early signs show that we're going to be able to help a lot of people we haven't been able to help before. It's mm, really to, fascinating. To, to actually build it back. To actually help build those sounds and retrain the brain. And, and you know, it's kind of like getting, getting back into the gym after possible. 20 years of not working out. We got, you know, you're not going to go right in there and start pushing thir- 350, right? Yeah. You're gonna, it's going to take it you some, some time. Minute. But we can now we have the tools to help you get there. Wow. Huh. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's. That's something that I think a lot of people will be fired up to hear. And if you are in that category, if you have a loved one in that category, you owe it to yourself to make the phone call. And you got a lot of uh, goodies to go along with it. 801-438-7058. If nothing else, just take them for a test drive yeah, you and see if the, it works for you. Yeah, free hearing evaluation and risk-free trial of this brand new technology. Additionally, if you call right now, we'll put you to drawing for a free set of these hearing aids. 801-438-7058. Make that phone call right now. We're going to chat with Ben Anderson. David Locke unable to join us today. So we'll chat with Ben, get his thoughts on the Jazz straight ahead. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone.
Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hope you're all having a great Tuesday. Yes, we had Monday off, so it's kind of fun to uh, kick off the week on a Tuesday. But a man who never has a day off because he breaks down the jazz better than anybody else 24-7. It's Ben Anderson. Not only you hear him on uh, the station from 10 to 12 with Jake Scott, but you also catch him uh, on kslsports.com as our Utah Jazz insider. Ben, how the heck are you? Hey, handsome guy. Appreciate that. Thank you. I'm doing well. Have you guys mended fences? Are we good now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We we actually never really had an issue. Yeah, were we off? I didn't remember that. Well, you you said some things, Ben, that that, that (laughs) you you essentially called his wife a gold digger. That did hurt. That actually did hurt. I wasn't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, Lloyd is the one that was causing the problems. Yes, blame it on me. That's okay. I'll take it. All right. Well, the all-star uh, all-star game is in the rearview mirror. Um, number one, just as a fan of the game that loves the NBA, like, you know, your entire life, I, and, and we're all that way, we have these glorified images of John Paxson and John Stockton going toe-to-toe in Salt Lake back in 93 and those games being competitive and guys really trying to find ways to win the games to now what we have. Are you disappointed? Where are you at on the All-Star game? Are you disappointed with it? Does it need to be tweaked? Can it be tweaked? Or is this just what we have now? I mean, I guess the fact that I have almost completely checked out on it is a really bad sign because it should be something that I have interest in that I don't really have a lot of interest in. And it should be a showcase for the league to highlight its best players. So in that sense, yes, I guess it's a failure and it's lost. And maybe it's been lost for so long that I'm just apathetic and I don't care anymore. But I do also, like, I remember being younger when every game was decided, you know, 85 to 78, and those games were being scored in the 110s and 120s, like it felt like they were playing great defense for 48 minutes, even back when I was younger and you had Jordan out there. Like they were always high scoring games. Now they weren't 200 points like we saw over the weekend, but they were always inflated from what we would usually see. I think we have uh, begun to get a little bit overly nostalgic about what the all-star games used to be. So, what did you feel like was the most successful part of All-Star Weekend? That's a very difficult question. I, I mean, honestly, I think what translates the best is always the three-point shooting contest because it's simple, it's straightforward. And then I'll even go and say, you know what? I thought Steph versus Sabrina Ionescu was great. I thought that was really fun. I thought people were into it. I thought they both competed really hard. I thought you saw Steph, who's the best player at doing that on the planet, the best we've ever seen, Shine. And that's, I guess, what the All-Star Weekend is supposed to show. How do we get the best out of the actual best in the world? And, you know, you don't get the best players in the dunk contest. You don't even get the best athletes in the dunk contest anymore. That's unfortunate. So at least you got the best three-point shooter ever doing his best in a three-point shootout. And I liked how hard he competed. I loved how hard she competed. I thought that was the best part of the weekend. And maybe you need to find ways to get a little bit more gimmicky and less trying to create a basketball game with players who don't want to be there. It's crazy. It's the first time I've heard people talk negative about the Jet, but they sure didn't like Kenny's uh, take on that three-point contest. No, I thought the broadcasting was bad all weekend long. You know, I, I just they don't have that. And I do think there's an issue where I love Charles. I think uh, Draymond Green's going to be a great broadcaster as soon as he retires. The NBA does have a problem with, like, the announcers openly talk about how bad the league is all the time. It's like, it's not that bad. You guys are kind of falling into a trap of the dog days of the league, and it gets tiresome. There's a lot of games, but 
there's some negative nostalgia about the NBA now where all these guys talking about how it used to be. It's like, man, the game is better than it used to be. These players are all better than you guys were. And so for you to talk about how bad the league is right now, I do think there's some jealousy when it comes to how much money is being made in the league and how, you know, average players are making 10 times what Charles Barkley made in his career. But I, I do think there's too much negative talk from the announcers in the NBA. Do you, um, you know, and I think I think it's it's human nature when you're no longer part of a game and you want to dog on it and you think that yours is better. I mean, I do that as a fan. I I slip back to you know my formative years as a kid, growing up watching the NBA in the late '80s and into the '90s, and I'm I always think that that's better. And then you take a step back, and like, eh, not really. Um, is there? And I think you and I have talked about this a little bit. Do you feel like? that the out-of-control offensive nature of what's going on currently in the NBA is leading to that, where guys are like, well, nobody plays defense anymore, nobody cares anymore. Do you think that these games that are you know, consistently in the 120s, 130s, sometimes even 140s, is, is uh, dragging the game down a little bit in terms of its reputation, when in reality it's just the greatest athletes on the planet just doing their thing? I, I think the analytics have surpassed the game a little bit. Like, we've gotten so good at figuring out how to perfect shots that our rules haven't caught up with it. So, you know, I talked about this today on my podcast, which will come out later. I I would probably get rid of three seconds in the key. Like, guys aren't shooting 50 mid-range jump shots a game anymore. There's so many threes taken. Like, why not give big guys an advantage and just say, hey, Walker Kessler, if the Jazz want to plant you in the key for 30 minutes a game, you never have to move. And if that takes away some layups – Fine. And now maybe the problem is guys only shoot threes and maybe that becomes worse. I mean, I guess that could potentially be a negative fallback, but like if you want defenses to get better, help defenses. Like that doesn't mean you have to get rid of the three point line or move it back or get rid of corner threes, which I know some of these things that have been talked about, but like give something back to the big man to make the traditional big man important again. So it's not just every guy, regardless of their height is trying to shoot as many threes as possible. Like, it would be good if you have a bunch of guys whose sole value is that they protect the rim and aren't only valued like whether or not they shoot threes. Like it, it was kind of a problem last year and throughout Rudy Gobert's tenure in Utah that every conversation, every offseason was like, well, when's he going to add the jump shot? When, when's he going to start shooting threes? We still talk about it with Walker. Uh, you know, you would still see Rudy Gobert occasionally taking them in practice, like as an idea that that was something he was working on. It's like Rudy Gobert over the last seven years has been one of the 10, 15 best players on the planet as far as impacting winning, which is the only thing that matters. And we're dogging him because he doesn't shoot threes. Like, let's highlight what he does. Let's value what he does do instead of trying to change it. So I think that type of thing could improve the league and where the rules, like I said, have probably not caught up yet to the analytics. Are you seeing more usage of the offhand offensively to get separation that's not getting called? Because it seems to be more apparent to me that you're seeing a lot more usage of that hand to create separation and you very rarely get the offensive call. Yeah. I I think one of the interesting to to kind of bring it into it where it's used a whole lot and where they could get rid of it. And it was a conversation I had with somebody who would, I I don't, I don't know who I I, I'm going to, I got it secondhand and I know who they got it from, but I don't know if they were clear to talk about it. So I'll just tell you the conversation I had with somebody who really knows the league was that they would get rid of mid range fouls almost entirely which is like, that's exactly what you're talking about, Hans. It's like you drive your body into somebody with your offhand, you kind of sweep through or you push off, and we call it on the defensive player, and then they shoot a bad mid-range jump shot, which they were never going to shoot otherwise. Mm-hmm. And we, we benefit the offense there so often 
which is like, that's where we should benefit defenses. Like if analytics aren't, are telling you to move away from mid-range jump shots, how are we still rewarding offensive teams for drawing fouls in the mid-range? That doesn't make any sense to me. So those are the types of plays where, yes, I think, you know, the league has gotten so good at drawing fouls and guys are so good at recognizing, like, where's your foot? Where's your hand? Like, I know you're off balance. So once you're off balance, I've got you beat, either getting to the rim or I'm going to get to my step back or I'm going to draw a foul. That's where we need to start fixing some of those rules. Mm. Ben Anderson joining us. Uh, you catch that podcast, the uh, Jazz Notes podcast. Also get the newsletter uh, sent right to your email as well. Uh, all right, so we're down the home stretch of the season. Jazz will kick things off coming up here in a couple of days. Uh, what are reasonable expectations for this season remaining for the Utah Jazz? Yeah, I mean, I think if you can win 40% of your games, which will get you a top 10 pick, will at least make the game somewhat interesting to watch. Not every game is going to be close, but not every game is going to be a blowout, which – you know, guys, remember the Detroit Pistons lost 29 games in a row this season. <laughs> You're not going to have to deal with that. So if you can win four out of every 10 or, you know, to break it down smaller, two out of every five, that's probably accomplishes the Jazz goal of what I would think would be to get a top 10 pick and you add another talented player or major trade piece and fans can stay engaged enough to not feel like they totally have to check out on the team. And then you'll get a very heavy dose of Keontae George and Taylor Hendricks. And we'll see if, you know, Bryce Sensabaugh breaks into the rotation at some point or not. But I, I think it's going to be a lot of what you saw on Thursday night, which, you know what, if, that was a good product. Uh, I thought Thursday night's game was really fun. It was bad offense or bad defense, excuse me, which isn't always great. But you had two teams really playing hard in the fourth quarter. You had your rookie jump out and have a huge record-breaking or tying performance, making nine threes. Taylor Hendricks got on the floor and I actually thought looked pretty good, even though his numbers weren't great. And and they were competitive. Those those moments mattered. Keontae George learned a lot by playing, you know, 30 possessions, 25 possessions in the fourth quarter of a game that they were trying to win. I think that's what to expect. But, you know, I'm not going to say the Jazz are going to go on a, what, 19-6 and six run over the last 25 games and storm into the playoffs. I, I don't see that happening. So, Ben, I was talking to Scotty about this to start the show watching Minnesota and watching their two all-stars and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and then waking up this morning and seeing that Mike Conley just signed an extension and, and he's onward and upward and seeing to kill Alexander Walker working his specialty role that he's got with Minnesota and feeling like the Jazz were really close and this Minnesota team is going to be really tough down the stretch. And if they win a championship, I don't know exactly how to feel about it, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this. This Minnesota team, the way it's constructed, does it make you feel like the Jazz might have been closer than than they actually were or that we thought they were? And how do you feel about Minnesota's chances coming out of the West? Yeah, and Hans, let me pull Cleveland into this too because Cleveland has the second-best record in the Eastern Conference, and their second and third-best player have been hurt a lot of the year in Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, and Donovan Mitchell has quietly put together Doing just a thing. huge season. Like, yeah. he's a top-10 MVP candidate. So now you're like, man, Rudy was really good, and Donovan was really good, and maybe the issues were elsewhere. You know, maybe it wasn't those two guys and their inability to get together. Maybe they were good enough. Now, that's a huge maybe because I will tell you if you end up with a healthy Joel Embiid in the first round of the playoffs and they play the Cavaliers, Am I going to be stunned if Donovan Mitchell loses in the first round again? I'm not. Or, and I'm not picking him to win any second-round series in the Eastern Conference. Like, I don't think they get out of the second round, and then you're still stuck with the problem of your best player is a six-foot-one guard who's really good, and that doesn't win in the NBA. So that's the Cleveland aspect of it. The Minnesota part of it, 
I think they're contenders. They're really bad late in games offensively. And look, that is kind of a Rudy Gobert problem. And what I'll say is it's not Rudy's fault, but Rudy doesn't fix it. But that's why they need Mike Conley. It's why they gave up what they did to get to get Mike Conley last year at the trade deadline. Like they cannot close games at all. It's crazy to watch them in the fourth quarter. They do not know how to execute, especially if Mike Conley's not on the floor. It's also why they traded for Monty Morris at the trade deadline. They have to have good point guard play because Anthony Edwards isn't quite that type of guy. He's not going to go out and make the perfect play, the right play, every, you know, every possession down the stretch of a clutch game. And that's why he might not be a true top five, top six, top seven player yet in the NBA. So Minnesota is really good. I love what they did to the Clippers last week where the Clippers went small. And they said, okay, Rudy's going to dunk on Kawhi Leonard. Cat's going to be huge, and you're not going to have any answer for us if you go small. Do I think they can do that over a seven-game series? I don't know. But I like that they showed that they could at least try and do it there. So I like them. And, again, they could be in the same boat as Cleveland and be out in the second round. And I'd say, yeah, they've, they've got some flaws. And now they've got a really expensive team that can't get out of the second round of the playoffs. And that gets really dicey for them, too. So I think that's what the Jazz are betting on. That's what the Jazz front office is betting on. But personally, I would love to see both Rudy and Mike Conley win a title. I think those guys were really fun to cover and fun to watch, and I think they're good for the NBA and what the future could look like. Minnesota-Denver seven-game series. You still go Denver? Denver in five. Yeah, I, don't. yeah, I said six. Nikola Jokic but yeah. is so good. I mean, I, again, I know he's just mailed it in, and they've got some questions in their, in their second unit. They're really young. You realize how good Jeff Green and, and was it Sterling Brown last year, or was it Bruce Brown? Now I'm mixing up my uh, my Browns. Uh, and then there was, of course, Christian Brown, who was the young guard yeah. who's not playing that well this year. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're really inexperienced in the second unit. So I, I've got some questions about them there. Like, man, I don't want to play Reggie Jackson a whole lot of minutes in the, in the playoffs. But again, it's like, I don't trust Cat. I don't trust Carl Anthony Towns hardly at all. So then you're counting on Mike Conley to be healthy and be able to last through the playoffs, which he didn't do in Utah very often either. So they're, they are not perfectly put together. And yes, I would take the, definitely I would take the, uh, the nuggets over them. I might even take the thunder over them. I might take the Clippers over them in a seven game series. When you're talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, it's just, it's still an uphill climb. I think you were talking about Christian Brown. Christian. No, Christian Brown is the guard. Who was the, I think it's Bruce Brown right now when he plays yeah, the Seattle Bruce, yeah. Bruce yeah. Brown, who was yeah. Sorry, um, I mix up all my uh, my my players. Hey, so you actually brought up kind of an interesting thing. I why didn't the Jazz try something different coaching wise with that roster? Did they feel like I, one was the guy? I, I do. I think that there was real investment that Quinn was the guy. And when he left, it kind of felt like that was the first shooter drop, which it really was. I mean, the Jazz, you know, Quinn resigned on June 5th, and they didn't trade R- Rudy Gobert until it was like the 28th or 29th. I think it was like when that broke, and then they couldn't officially do it until July. But like, there had been 25 days where, you know, they were hiring a coach and Will Hardy coming in knowing that they were already going to blow up this roster. And now I'm kind of looking at it. I'm like, huh, maybe huh. maybe you should have tried a coach for six months. Yeah. You know, maybe you could have tried something a little bit different. That might end up being one of the great what-ifs in Jazz history is that you had these guys under contract still. Remember, Mike Conley was still here. Jordan Clarkson was still here. You could oh, have yeah. had that roster. I know they didn't have a lot of draft flexibility, and that was an issue. And they were kind of getting expensive. But I don't think Quinn's, like, got a lot of – He's not won everybody over in Atlanta with his coaching job. 
So maybe just you needed new eyeballs on it. And that's not to say Quinn wasn't a very good coach. I think he is, but like just a different look, different eyeballs, something to try something a little bit differently. I mean, you still had Boyan Bogdanovich coming back that season. And if you wanted to blow it up, you could have. Maybe you would have gotten less, or maybe you would have been good and you could have kept this thing alive and kept it afloat for a little while. So that is definitely emerging as one of the bigger what-ifs in recent jazz memory. Well, and, and to let people behind the scenes a little bit, and Hans and I have kind of, you know, like we, we we've had conversations and I know Ben you've had conversations as well there was you know I I think it's well known that Donovan Mitchell was not particularly happy in Utah but was not forcing the hand of the Jazz at that point to trade him there was nothing publicly and I think there were probably indications behind the scenes that he was uh that he would not resign and stay in Utah and he had what two years left was uh it? yeah I think so but I think it was three yeah but but the thing is winning and a new you know a new culture a new environment with coaching can change things pretty quickly so yeah I think the Jazz felt like okay you know we we got burnt we got burnt with Gordon Hayward because we didn't move him and we lost him um but you still had a ton of time if you start winning guys can change their opinion pretty quick but then you go back to the disconnect between Rudy and Donovan and their camps weren't getting along at that point. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to, you know, put the, uh, the, the, the glasses and look back the, you know, the, uh, what is it? Hindsight, hindsight yeah. 2020. But I, I can see both things being true there, obviously. For sure. you, look, if you, if you knew you were getting Will Hardy, I would have said, keep it together. Like, well, I think Will Hardy is a really good coach. And I think he makes the types of adjustments that Quinn Snyder showed an unwillingness to make that have made the jazz pretty interesting and yeah. why I think he's going to be a really good coach going forward. But you don't know that. And, and, you know, to, to that point, look at what Milwaukee did. They hired Adrian Griffin, who was very similar to who Will Hardy is. I mean, I, I know Adrian Griffin was a player. Will Hardy wasn't, but like Adrian Griffin was a top assistant under one of the top head coaches for a long time and was kind of one of the up and comers and had interviewed for jobs before and was kind of thought as this wasn't like this. Nobody killed the Bucks for hiring Adrian Griffin when they did. And they fired him 40 games in the year. And I would tell you guys, I, like, I think it's made it more likely that Giannis asks out now than if they had, you know, gone and gotten a more conservative coach or something. But Doc Rivers is bad now. So if, if everything goes sour in Milwaukee, like there's a chance Giannis asks out this summer, which, yeah. you know, if you had ended up with that spot with both Donovan and Rudy Gobert and there was a fire sale, you don't get hardly anything for those guys. It's certainly not compared to what you did end up getting. And that is the risk you run. The Jazz just gambled on, you know, cutting ties early, and we will see if they can get back to where they were with those two players. But, yeah, that that is certainly the gamble, and they could have extended it out another year with a new coach if they'd wanted to. Hmm. Ben, you're the best, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us as always. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, guys. See ya. There he is, Ben Anderson, right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We're live here at My Hearing Center. Matt's with us, and so many great opportunities uh, to improve your hearing. And we talk about the fact that, okay, we want to improve your relationships, and that's important. Uh, you don't want to be the guy saying, what, 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 all the time mm -hmm. when you're in a conversation. Uh, but you, you've you talked about this as well, and I remember reading a report about this in uh, some kind of study where um, your hearing is next to your memory function in your in your brain and when the memory or when the hearing starts to shrink a little bit because you're not hearing properly it'll affect the other parts of the brain and you could see you know issues with uh alzheimer's and things mm -hmm. like that i mean it, this has a dramatic impact on your health and your brain if you're not hearing correctly yeah same thing that happens when you um stop exercising your muscles right they start to atrophy they start to shrink when your brain's not getting the the um exercise it needs from auditory stimulation 
uh, it starts to shrink and that say, that cortex of the brain that, that focuses on speech is right next to that memory cortex and that uh, that will bleed over and has shown to have additional effects. We've seen new studies this year now that show a person with a hearing loss has a higher mortality rate. They're going to they're gonna live a shorter life if they don't have their hearing fixed early. And so there's all these things coming out with how important it is to take care of your hearing, you know, even, you know, little things while you're in the work, in the work field, you can't hear as well as your coworker. You actually, it shows that your salary will be less than other people around you because you're not able to participate in here and, and function the same way as somebody that can hear. So it's really important at all stages of your life to take care of your hearing. How many people that come in looking for hearing aids have waited too long? Would you say is it a high percentage? It, it was. I think it was a high percentage. Now we're we're, we're really getting people that are earlier in the earlier in that uh, life cycle, and so. Um, but yeah, you're you're still talking about ten percent of the people, probably maybe less, maybe eight percent, that that come in and it's like, hey, buddy, you have, you wait a long time. Yeah. You know, 80, 80 years of having your, you know, working on the, on the on the docks or work, you know, working out in the on the fields or whatever on tractors. That's going to damage your hearing, and now you're here trying to get some help. It's going to be hard to get those sounds back you know, and your brain recognizing them. What's the most common story people tell you when they come in? What, um, what's the most, like, this is why I'm here. The most, I mean, most common story is, like, my wife is going to kill me yeah. if I don't do something. <laughs> that's, your, that's your most common story for sure. You know, the reason I'm here is because I this person can't stand me saying. It's hurting relationships. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. what happens when you have a hearing, you, everybody has a hearing aid already. Everybody does. If you have a hearing loss, you have a hearing aid. Unfortunately, for those that haven't come to my hearing center yet, it's typically their spouse or their loved one that becomes their hearing aid. You guys know exactly. You've seen this, right? You're out at lunch. You know this guy. You're out at dinner. You miss something. And wh- who do they turn to? They turn to their spouse and say, what they say? Well, so the entire time, the spouse is interpreting everything that's going on around them so they can that's be in hard. It's hard. It's yeah. wa- it, it wanes. It drains. Yeah, it does. And, and th- those are hard on relationships. So I think the mo- that's, that's your most common Hey, this is what's going on. We need a change in our life, or else one of us has got to is not going to be here much longer. Well, here's the thing: there's so many great options here, and you look. People should be doing this just because it's the right thing to do for their health. But sure. you want to incentivize people, and you want to make sure that hey, they feel like they're they're getting some opportunities here. And and if you have to coax them along the way, you will. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest um, deterrents to people doing some of their hearing problem is that. They're not sure that this hearing aid is going to work for them. They're not sure that they want to work with my hearing centers. And, I, and hey, we get it, right? You're, you're going to be married to this thing. We're going to be spending a lot of time together. We don't just have you come in once and then send you on your way and you know come back in five years or whatever. We're, we're going to see you on a regular basis probably every three to four months at the beginning of this, certainly every year to retest your hearing and adjust your hearing aids. So it's important that you make sure that you like us and we can work well together. And that's why we allow you to come in. It's a free evaluation to get to know our provider. It's a risk-free 30 days to make sure you're comfortable and have having the right trajectory for the hearing aids. Going back to what Han said, you know, of those 8% of people that come in that have really damaged hearing, 30 days isn't long enough for them to get that back. It's going to take months before they get some of that understanding back. And so, but 30 days, as long as we're on the right trajectory, go in the right direction, have have a light at the end of the tunnel with the, with that path, path that gives you at least some information on whether or not you want to continue so 30 days risk free free hearing uh evaluation and if you call right now we all will put you into a drawing for a free set of these hearing aids let's do it call that number right now 801-438-7058 that's 801-438-7058 call now get on the books it's free 
The evaluation's free. You can take them uh, and, and test them out for free as well. But it all starts with that phone call. Let's get you in the books right here on 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present? This is JJ and Alex. Oh, he's calling you again. Oh, you guys are getting back together. You feel like it's not me, it's you. I've heard it before. We have been used as a love pawn in the A's trying to get into the Coliseum for a longer term without having to leave and give up some TV rights. JJ, please explain to me what went on here because we were told behind closed doors that this thing was basically a done deal. That the A's coming to Salt Lake for a temporary three years was basically a done deal. And then I think we're finding out today that we've just been used. You stink and I don't like you! Utah, you are in the friend zone. Oh no! Catch JJ and Alex afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. Good, the bad, the ugly right here on 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Before we get to the good hands, let's uh, give away some more tickets. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. That's right, UCCU, your presenting sponsor of Jazz Ticket Tuesday. If you're calling number 12 right now, 801-575-ZONE, you win a pair of tickets. See the Jazz and the Hornets coming up on uh, February 22nd at the Delta Center. All right, Hans, let's start with the good. And you and I always enjoy a nice little Twitter brawl. Um, <laughs> as George yes. Carl sent out a tweet over the weekend, it was um, Jokic's birthday. And so George Carl, who's never coached Jokic, sends out a tweet with a picture of him and says, happy birthday to the champ, the ultimate team guy, and the, <laughs> and the greatest yes. player to ever wear number 15 in Denver Hoops history. All right, that's nice and a little bit of a subtle shot until it becomes a full-out shot because he tags Carmelo Anthony in the tweet. (laughs) Yes, Yes, this has gotten really ugly, and this goes back to a – oh, I guess there was some issue with Carmelo. He was on a podcast – and he was kind of tearing down George Carl. And then George Carl came back, tore down Carmelo Anthony. This is now becoming a longstanding, very public disagreement and dislike and disgust and brawl between two legends. Oh, yeah. And people are picking sides. And the whole time I'm sitting there on both sides. I'm like, let's hear it, George. Let's hear it, Carmelo. I'm really interested oh, in, I... in how it all went down. Keep spilling it. For our entertainment, because yeah. I love it. Oh, it, it, to me, I can't get enough of it. I, I, and and frankly, I, you know, probably George Carl, who's older, should probably be taking the high road. But I'm like, nah, and let's just enjoy it. Let's have some fun. with I it. I know. Stop telling him to take the high road. No, the dude's fought through cancer. He's been through hell and back. Let the dude choose the way he wants to do his his work. But this is what it came from. Apparently, when George Carl got the job. He pulled Carmel Anthony into a meeting and essentially told him, 
I can't remember the specifics, but something along the line of you're not good enough. And I can't remember exactly what the, the words were that Carmel, Carmel Anthony said on this podcast. And George Carl then tweets and says, retweets the, the sound. And he's like, yeah, you weren't. And and then everybody that's in Carmelo's camp was like, like, you know anything, old crusty white guy? And everybody's, you know, then you get this whole fight back and forth with everybody. And it's like, geez, man, he's right. Yep. And Car- Carmelo Carmel wasn't good enough. He wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. And didn't put in the work. Could have been one of the greatest players of ever of all time. His skill set was phenomenal. But there are certain guys that add on to that. Like, you have to have the talent. You have to have the DNA. And then you have to have the work ethic. Yeah. And he had two of the three. He had pomp and hype. Yeah. His substance was, was lacking. Nope. 100%. All right, there's your good. Let's get to the bad. Now the bad. Two bits of information. Number one, the Daytona 500 was raced. Yes. Did anybody know? Or uh, I, I didn't know. If uh, if the Daytona 500 happens and nobody watches, does it really? No, I'm just joking. I know people love it. I guess people love it. Yeah. Um, and number two, I actually watched the film on this. Lap eight. Sorry, sorry. Eight laps to go. There's a massive accident that takes 23 cars out. More than half. I think the field was 40 at the time. And this wiped out 23 cars. So then they had to stop it and restart it. Shortly after the restart, there was another accident. Anyways, it basically whittled down to the guy that kind of started the big accident. His car was unharmed. He kind of went up and towards the wall, clipped another car. His name was William Byron. And because his car was kind of unharmed in the big pileup, he ended up winning the whole thing. Big-time underdog. 26 years old and um, came out of the whole pileup basically unscathed. But uh, Alex Bowman – sorry, it was Alex Bowman that started the pileup. And that hit into Byron's number 24 car. He went up into Brad Kozlowski, and that started the big chain. But Byron came out of that thing pretty unscathed and went on to win it. Big-time underdog. So if you're going to win it, I guess that's one way to do it. Have everybody wreck, and you don't. And you just get through it. Remember, uh, it was the uh, Olympics here in Salt Lake in '02, where I think there was some speed skater from oh. Australia or somewhere, and he's it wiped out the field. And, and he's just like he's like a lap back behind everybody, and everybody just falls over, and he just skates and wins a gold medal. Had no business winning the gold, and he's just like, all right, I'll take it, sure. I, I remember that. What yeah. was his name? He, came, I, he I became famous yeah, off of it. Just because he was just he was not good enough to be part of the wreck at the very at the front of the uh, everybody down, Everybody yeah. wadded up and went down. And he One was of the funniest things, and he even just name. leaned into it. He's like, eh, you know. Do I deserve it? No. Am I going to take it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because this William Byron, like, he'll never win it again. He was never expected to win it. You know, you had Bubba Wallace out there. You had Kyle Busch. You got Jimmy Johnson. You got Brad Kozlowski. You got the tops of the tops in all of racing. They all pile up in a big ball of steel. And then you got Byron that's driving by like, don't let the invisible fire burn, my friend. (laughs) Help me, Oprah Winfrey. Hey, uh, by the way, speaking of the Daytona 500 uh, and speaking of pileups, they actually were serving yesterday. I was going to show this to you. The pileup, it's a warm, soft pretzel stacked with crispy chicken tenders, fries, gooey cheese sauce, chili, and bacon. (laughs) 
Oh, that looks. Fries look a little bit soggy. Yeah. The chicken, pretty heavy on the carbs. The chicken tenders look great. I will say the most overrated bun in the history of buns. Oh, don't don't say is it. Is the pretzel bun? Stop, stop. Pretzel buns are great. I don't like the pretzel bun. But that is different. That is not a pretzel bun. That's a pretzel. That's a pretzel dish. Yeah. It's a it's basically a dish for the whole concoction to sit in. Twenty four bucks. Would you spend twenty four on that? Well, how big is that? Well because that doesn't look like it would fill me up. If twenty four bucks, if it got me that and a drink and I could eat it, feel full and share a little bit of it, yeah, I'd do it. All right. Hands and Scotty, there you go. Good, the bad, the ugly. Coming up next, another edition of Whole World News. It's all right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Time to talk basketball with David Locke. How much do you think Colin Sexton has changed opinions about him this season? Has any player changed opinions about him more in the NBA? Will Hardy said, sometimes you got to learn from the player. And Colin Sexton taught me more than any player I've ever coached in the sense that Will admitted, yeah, I was influenced by every story I heard, which was the fact that he was a ball hog and he put up points on a bad team and he didn't do anything for teammates. And he's like, I've experienced nothing similar. He was the worst assistant a usage rate player in the NBA for two years, basically, which means that the rate of assists and amount of times he shot was the lowest of any player in the league. That's a ball hog. That is not who we are seeing at all. Earlier this year, I made a comment to someone that I've never been around a player with better intentions with less chance of getting it done. And he proved me 100% wrong. Catch DJ and PK. Mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai. Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Go! go. It's time to span the globe for the hard-hitting news you care about. Well, not really. But hey, at least we found it interesting. This is Whole World News on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We got, got the, the whole world in our hands. <laughs> you got the whole world in our hands. We got the whole world in our hands. We got the whole world in our hands. We got the whole world in our hands. You got you and me, brother. In our hands, you got you. Well, hands. It's whole world news, and usually we span the globe for whole world news. Uh, but you know what? We're going to stay close to home for whole world news and uh, give you a story from our good friend Matt Gephardt uh, because uh, this is a problem here in Utah because apparently there's a lot of lonely people, and they are getting preyed on in a scam that's called pig butchering. It's not what you think. Uh, let's Let's talk about Diane. Lovely Diane, she's single, she just wants a little love in her life. She meets a man on a dating app, and she said, we start talking, and he was so sweet. And they talk and talk and talk. They have not met in person, but they text. All the DMs are having a great time. She feels like she can trust him. Well, then she says uh, that he said that, uh, hey, by the way, she talked about like, you know, I need to be investing in doing some things. And he says, well, I can help you with that. Have you thought about getting into cryptocurrency? Oh, so anyway, Diane says, well, he he goes, I'll invest it for you. So she gives him a hundred dollars and she then shows her all these graphs. Like, look, your hundred dollars is now turned into $300. Would you like to invest more? And so she keeps pumping money. How old is she? I don't know. It doesn't say. 
Uh, but uh, anyway, she uh, continues to give him more money to invest. He keeps showing her all these cool graphs of all the money that she makes. And it gets to a point where she is taking out loans because she's making so much of this imaginary money in this investing. And as soon as this mystery man realizes that he has got all the money he can possibly get from her, scumbag. Guess how much money she loses? $187,000. Oh, what a scumbag. Oh, I guess this year. Apparently, this is going on all over the place. It's called pig butchering. It can happen anywhere. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, If you start developing a relationship with somebody and that person doesn't want to meet you, or for whatever reason, they're not meeting in person, and they're saying, hey, I can invest money for you in cryptocurrency, you would think that would be a big red flag. Just know, don't do it. Don't do it, folks. Don't do it. Our good friend Matt Gephardt, a great story. Uh... Uh, and uh, again on KSL TV about it. So again, oh, it just come makes on, folks. Me so mad. And all it, Diane preyed on. All Diane wanted was a little love and attention. People get preyed on. Okay, look, can we just really quick serious discussion? Sure. These scam artists that are so disgusting. Would it help? Like, if we made a law that you get caught in a scam where you stole money like this, and we can start rem- removing like appendages and limbs. Like removing hands, arms, it's it, it eventually getting you down to just a, a torso. Yes. Like if we did that, we we remove arms in this country. If you're caught in a major scam, because my wife got pulled into one off the whole uh, missing jury duty thing. And, yeah. And that was disgusting. It's, it caused a lot of fear in her and a lot of anger in me. And what I found through that tweet that I put out, there were a lot of people that got pulled into that. Wives that spend two hours on the phone driving around getting gift cards and giving the number of the gift cards to the what they thought was law enforcement yeah. to avoid being arrested in the moment. If, if as a country we're like, hey, okay, everything's fine in this country, but in this country, if you execute a scam and we find out about it, we take your arm from the shoulder down. Could, it, could we stop it? Because it's fair. I, I it's would, fair. I'm this all, scumbag deserves to lose an in, arm. In a public setting. Yes, there's a movie pulled from his body by a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like two horses, yes. one arm tied to each horse, and then you just whip each horse, and they go in different directions. And we'll see which arm is stronger, and yep. the body can keep that arm. Yep. But you're losing your other one. But that's what these people deserve. I'm with you. I am with you 100. But you know what our country does? It's like, oh shoot. Well, he well, was in real need. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, we, we, we there's no way we could track their IP hey, address. That there, would take us days. There's a movie you need. There's a movie you need to watch. I, you know, when you're on the road and you're bored, and you go. I went and saw this. Uh, what was it called? The Beekeeper. And uh, anyway, this woman got. It was actually the mom from the Cosby Show. She got taken by a scammer. And Jason Statham went and found the scammers. And what he did to those scammers is what should probably be done to them. Really? Yes. Well, I'm interested. Yes. Is it a good movie? Uh, I'm not going to tell you if it's good or not, because all you'll do is you'll take Amanda, and then you'll yell at me when you're driving home, and then she calls me, and she'll yell at me, too. I enjoyed it. It's just a lot of blood, a lot of carnage, and a lot of explosions. If you're feeling like that, then I think you'll like it. Hey, are Mrs. Huxtable and Mrs. Creed the same person? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Hans and Scotty, uh, we're live here at uh, My Hearing Center. Matt's with us, 801-438-7058. That's the number to call because, look, if you are dealing with hearing issues or if you have family members that are dealing with hearing issues and you want to see that quality of life improve, it just takes one 
Uh, and I think it's important that we talk about the free evaluation. It is a very, I mean, it's not lengthy in terms of time, but it is a very extensive, very detail-oriented evaluation, which you will really know where you're at with the graphs and everything that goes along with it. Yeah, and it's very important for you to understand where you're at so you can make a decision on where you want to go, right? Uh, without that, you don't really know what you're going to do. I know the earlier uh, Hans was talking about uh, price and and where that all falls in. You know, we do something very unique with my hearing centers. Uh, as soon as the hearing aids are covered, we do everything up front. And that's going to cover the life of the – as long as you have the hearing aid – all, all your follow-up visits, your 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 um, inter, in, in repair warranty checkups. Uh, if someone has to go back to make manufacturer, we give you a loaner a loaner hearing aid to make sure you can still hear. Uh, all the all the uh, adjustments and retesting that we do throughout the life of the hearing aid, as long as you have it, we don't charge you for any additional follow-ups because we want to make sure you come in. So there's an upfront cost to work with my hearing centers to get the hearing aids. After that full access to all of our providers to make sure you're, you're taken care of. Mm. When I've seen the value in that, you know, with my dad being able to come in, he had his, his one of his hearing aids cleaned and, you know, come in and get the checkups and, and do those things. You guys let him know when he needs to come mm-hmm. in for those checkups. And, and it's all great, the follow-ups and having the professionals around it to help you understand what you're dealing with is all important. Uh, you know, and I, I wonder oftentimes where – is there a bit of sticker shock when people come in and, and they're looking to improve their hearing? Or do you kind of look at it and say, hey, look, what's it? What's hearing worth to you? Yeah, well, the, the reality is I think sometimes when people come in, they come in thinking that hearing aids are a consumer product, right? They're, they're not. You can't get hearing aids. You can't get prescribable hearing aids. There's over-the-counter hearing aids that you can get now and self, self-adjust and fit them. They, they aren't going really well. I know the manufacturers that are building them, they're not. They're not having a lot of success with them right now. Uh, so they, they do exist. Uh, people are trying them. Again, not a lot of success. But when you look at hearing aids online and see, okay, what's the price of a hearing aid? you you got to remember that hearing aid is just, it's a, it's a tool, right? That tool will do nothing for you without the person that, that's using the tool to be able to make it work appropriately for your needs. And so when you come in, you're working with my hearing centers, yeah, there might be a little sticker shop because you came in thinking, okay, this is going to be maybe a couple grand, a couple thousand dollars to be able to get the hearing aids because I went online. That's what it said online. Well, they're, they're not including the additional costs for us to be able to help you with those hearing aids and be able to help, you know, I'll do all those follow-ups and adjustments and fits and, and everything else that needs to go along with it. So if you want a hearing aid, you're just looking for hearing aids, be, I'll be, go online, buy a hearing aid. You'll get what you pay. You're going to get what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you, want, if you want to actually hear better hearing health, better lifestyle, all those other things are provided, come over to my hearing centers. We're going to make sure we maximize your insurance coverage. If you have an FSA or SA, HSA plan, we're going to help you with those. We're accepted by all major insurance companies at this point in time. Fortunately, not everybody has a policy that works for you. If you do have a plan that has a hearing aid benefit, we're going to make sure we maximize it. And then there's going to be, um, if you don't, we've got uh, we've got financing available, 0% OAC. We've got um, payment plans on top of that if, we, if you need them, uh, 0%. You know, we're not we're not trying to make money off of financing. We are we are a medical company that we're just trying to help people here, and I understand that medical costs can can uh, you know stretch you out a little bit. So we're going to make it as comfortable as possible. Here. I love that. Well, and you also want to make sure people are satisfied. That's why you're going to let them try them for 30 days, risk free. Uh, and whether you keep them or you bring them back, either way, you're getting movie tickets. That's right. Somebody's going to win a free pair of hearing aids if you're one of the first 50 people to call right now. So you're you're making the path as easy as you possible. That's right. You can take the you can take the movie tickets. You can go see the beekeeper per Scotty's 
recommendation? Not, not, <laughs> not officially, no. I enjoyed it, but that doesn't mean everybody will. Or something else, whatever, whatever movie you'd like to see. But the, the reality is you don't know what you don't know. So come in, free hearing evaluation. Let's get you the information that you need so you can make a good decision. And if it's not to work with us, that's okay. If it's not now, you know, we'll tell you, you know, what we would suggest you to do in the future to make sure you manage your hearing. Uh, but more, more than not, people come in, they take the hearing aids home, and then they start wearing them as part of their lifestyle because it improves it so much. 801-438-7058. Call right now. 801-438-7058. Good friend of ours, John Kimball, joins us next. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Maybe cold, maybe a little rainy, a little snowy here in Salt Lake City, but it's always beautiful in Miami. And that's where John Kimball, president of Real Salt Lake, kind enough to join us, is from right now. John, how are you, man? Hey, John. Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you all doing? Uh, not as good as you are. Not only are you in Miami, <laughs> not only are you starting the season, but you see your squad go up against some guy named Messi. Uh, it's, a, it's a heck of a way to start the season. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. I got a call from the league a couple months ago that they had this in mind, and uh, I was just super excited to be the standalone game on Wednesday uh, to open the season and for us to uh, be here in Miami and to open against Messi, Messi with a new Jersey front sponsor. Uh, it's just uh, it's kind of a dream come true, so we're very excited. John, where are we in terms of Major League Soccer and Real from the time you were first with Real, then went a different direction, and now back with Real? How much have things changed? You know, I think uh, culturally things have changed a lot. Um, and, I, you know, we're still producing great teams. We've made out of the last six years, we've been to five playoff uh, rounds or five rounds of playoffs. And uh, we've just made some great strides on the business front. And then, you know, uh, with our players, our academy, uh, with the younger players coming up, uh, we're just really happy where we're at. The new ownership has been fantastic. Ryan Smith is great to work with and David Blitzer. Uh, they're supporting us. They're spending money. They're bringing in big players. And uh, it's a good place in, in preparation for what's going to be, you know, just an ultimate opportunity with World Cup coming in a couple of years. Uh, this league, our team, everything is is really very positive. Is and and you don't have to share exact numbers if you don't want to, or if, even if you don't have them available. But is there any way to quantify how much value Messi has brought to Major League Soccer? You know, I, I was reading an article just the other day where they tried to quantify it just on the broadcast side, on the jersey front side, on the sponsorship side. And as you can imagine, it's it's millions and millions and millions of dollars. And to have a player, you know, arguably in the top five of all players to ever play the game in the number one sport times three times than any other sport in the world – uh, you know, and to have him come to the United States is just phenomenal. And he's making a huge difference, you know, on the field, off the field. Uh, he's still very capable as a player. And uh, it's just, it's fun to watch him play. It's fun to be able to play against him tomorrow night. And uh, we hope to come home with a result. 
we're hoping for one of our homegrown kids to nutmeg him on the field. So we'll, that'll go very viral and blow up across the world. Well, it also feels like he's kind of like, you know, that he's bought in to Major League Soccer. And, you know, you you see some of these guys at their point in their career, whatever the case might be, and and, and where they're like going through the motions and just cashing the check. But it feels like, you know, and he is personally invested, especially on the Apple TV deal. I mean, it's good for him when the league does well, but it also feels like he's a enthusiastic partner for not just Miami, but Major League Soccer as well. A hundred percent. And I, I think he sees the future and uh, I, I think he sees uh, where this league is going. Again, I, I referenced World Cup being here. I, I mentioned this last time to you guys. This will be the largest sporting event in the history of the world uh, to happen in the United States, Mexico and Canada. And it's all about timing and to have Messi, you know, Beckham kind of rolled out the carpet to get it going but to your point, you know, he was he, he was a little bit older in his career, still was very effective in our league. But now Messi is saying, yeah, this this league is is now being able to compete. And in the next, you know, five plus years, it's going to we'll be able to really compete on a world level uh, with with the U.S. men's team and women's teams. And, uh, you know, I think that's just the future of where it's going. There's just a fantastic trajectory with this sport right now. And I think America is really starting to to wake up to it. The World Cup is going to be the the, the absolute dinner to bell. So it's going to be fantastic when that comes through. Could could Real Salt Lake ever get into the big name game, like bring in a Cristiano Ronaldo? Would that be possible? You know, it's 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 interesting you say that, and that's one of the things that Apple consistently talks about. Is they said, yeah, great job on bringing Messi. Now we need to bring other players into the league. Uh, it, it just kind of depends, uh, you know, what those next steps are and who would be willing to come. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think our ownership group showed last year. I mean, I believe this is still true. Last year they were in the top maybe three to five in spending for bringing players in. So they're not afraid to spend money to make our team better. Uh, at that kind of level, you know, you just you never know. That's a big investment. But Miami and reading that article that I just mentioned, uh, they're very happy they made the investment and it's, it's proving to be a very positive for their organization. Well, you certainly have a youth movement. You've got a lot of youngsters. You mentioned uh, you mentioned a lot of young players. Uh, this is an exciting time with uh, some new players. Uh, kind of tell us what when uh, we, when you guys line up against Miami, what uh, what this team is going to look like. I just sat in a, a presentation that Kurt Schmidt just gave to our ownership uh, group today, and I think the average age of our team is 24 years old. Ooh. And so uh, it gives you an idea. You know, last year we had some great opportunities uh, against, you know, for example, in, a, in, in the Open Cup and, and other uh, in playoffs against Houston. And they're a veteran team. They've got a bunch of older players that played a long time. And we're a very young team. And we were very competitive and did a great job. And it just gives you an idea of where we are in our scope for the next two to three years. Very young, uh, but playing well. And uh, we now have a new captain in Chicho, who's going to be a phenomenal leader uh, for us. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's always positive when we're playing as well as we're playing and we ha- and they're younger players, so it just kind of shows you uh, the next couple of years are going to be solid for us. 
I was reading a piece at kslsports.com, great piece on RSL and what you guys have done in building. And you'd mentioned one of your homegrown players, Nutmegan. Uh, you got 14 homegrown players on this team, according to this piece. Uh, compare that to the the Javi or the the Ramondo or the Beckerman days. Like how 14 homegrown? How how many is that in compared to what it used to be? Yeah, you know that just shows the investment and, and kind of the the uh, opportunity for homegrown grown players that Deloitte Hansen started with the academy and bringing in that investment of saying we want to invest in young players and try to grow them internally and and have them play for our team but then also put them to market so that they might be able to go abroad. I just got back from a tournament that we played in Portugal. We were there for a couple of weeks and it's just awesome to have these young players travel like that and get exposure uh, in Europe. Uh, because that gives us an opportunity. Our ownership group with David Blitzer owns a number of teams in Europe. And so it's it's just who. Looks like we may have missed, uh, may have uh, lost uh, John there for a moment. We'll try to get him back on here. He is in Miami. He's got better things to do. That makes sense. He is getting ready for Lionel Messi, which better things to do. You'd love you some Messi. Uh, I actually do. I do, and I think in order to get Major League Soccer to where it needs to be, you got to have some of these names that bring the bell to ball. I mean, you got to have something that brings eyes to the set. Yeah. And I love it, man. 14 homegrown players, great. RSL doing it different in the right way, but, you, you know, what's going to bring millions of people is Lionel Messi. That's, yes. Yeah. Th- that's who brings the attention and, and the interest. And you watched – this will be his first full season – in Major League Soccer. When he jumped into Major League Soccer last year, he was the big story. Not only was the big story, he was scoring at will. Yeah. He was dominant, the most dominant force in Major League Soccer when he jumped in. And Miami went from a, a nobody, a no-name nobody, to all of a sudden they're this the com- biggest story, competing juggernaut. They're winning, and they've got the biggest name. And it made a gigantic difference. But excited for RSL to get started in their new season. And this is a pretty incredible I mean, start. No, I, I mean, it's awesome to be able to be on that kind of stage. Uh, now you hope, as he mentioned, that you just, you know, you can get a result. You know, that you, you look good because there were a lot of teams that were made to look silly mm-hmm. against Messi. And... uh and so you hope RSL has a really good performance. In fact, uh, joining us now, John Kimball, once again, president of Real Salt Lake. All right, you mentioned uh, Chicho, the new captain. Um, the first captain in Real Salt Lake history was uh, Jason Kreiss. Uh He's now back with the organization. Kind of talk about what his presence is like and what his day-to-day uh, duties are with, the, uh, with Real Salt Lake. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome to have Jason back. Uh, he's just a phenomenal leader. He's very organized, very disciplined. And so he's helping Kurt Schmidt, Tony Beltran on the team side, uh, but also helping me on the business side. And, uh, the, you know, there is a business side of soccer in the sense of the academy and players and uh, our Monarchs team. And Jason is being very helpful at that level, but then also – working with the coaches and, and Jason's focus is, is primarily just helping us be a better organization and having more discipline and organization 
reporting up to ownership. And so we're just lucky to have somebody like that uh, that has his name on our building and, and really feels home at Salt Lake, in Salt Lake, and uh, has a lot to contribute. Hey, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about Xavier Eagle Mountain because he's kind of a hero out in my parts. <laughs> Tell me about that, Hans. Why is he a hero for you guys? Well, just because he's from Eagle Mountain. Uh, he's He yeah. was a, a resident of Eagle Mountain, and a lot of people love him out that way. Yeah, you know, it's just awesome to have players that, that come from Utah and, and again, are homegrown. Uh, it's We've got a couple – kids that, as I mentioned, uh, that traveled with us to Portugal uh, and and to see them, you know, advancing and growing and being a part of our organization and being given that opportunity to show, you know, that we've got some great talent in Utah specifically. Uh, you know, it's just really cool to see players like that come from our, our cities that, that we all know well and uh, get the chance to be on the, the world the world scope at this point. I got to tell you, it is unique and it is interesting and it's different. You know, when you see guys that are growing up in the communities and, and are more familiar with these guys in States and John, you, you and I've talked about this in the past when, when we worked together years and years ago, uh, we talked about this country needing to find a way to find the interest of the better athletes to jump into the sport, to really culminate to what you want it to be. And it, and it seems like, you guys are able to do that now. You're able to find some athletes that aren't looking for the contact of football, but looking for the speed mm-hmm. and agility of soccer. Yeah, and that's kind of to the point. I mean, I still think we've got a, a huge opportunity for us. A lot of our best athletes are not haven't been playing soccer, and now I think they're making that choice to play the game. And, uh, again, when they're homegrown, to have them come up. I mean, our women's team, you know, I've, we've got our home game on the 16th. Very excited about the Royals. We just picked five players from BYU because BYU happens to be one of the best colleges in the country for women's soccer. And, they're, you know, they're, these are players that are coming from our hometowns. And so we're excited to have them on our team and excited to have, you know, their families from Utah coming out to support. Uh, we've got some – Women from the University of Utah as well, they also are, are in the top uh, tier of, of women's sports when it comes to soccer. So it's just fun. And, you know, as you know, I mean, being homegrown yourself, it's fun to see our young athletes excel. It is. Hey, congratulations on the uh, on the new jersey, the new kit. Um, and I know, you know, you and I and, and Hans, we, we spent a lot of time in the jazz organization we know those kind of changes aren't easy and it goes through a lot of approval and league and everything else has to go through it what was that process like for you and and uh by, i mean by the way it looks incredible and if you want to send over a couple two x's hands and i'd be more than happy to take those off your hands too <laughs> absolutely no we're so proud of our new jersey it's kind of a nod to the mountains it's a nod to, to ryan smith and and the utah jazz organization and one utah uh, and certainly our partner in Intermount Health. We are so proud to be partnered with them. Uh, they committed to the men's jersey, the men's sleeve, and also the women's sleeve. And so they're showing, you know, their support across all of our teams. And uh, they're just a phenomenal group. And they're also providing all of our uh, all, all of our medical as well. And so excited to get things rolling with them. And again, to unveil that jersey in front of the world when they're watching Messi play Real Salt Lake tomorrow is just a, an amazing opportunity for us as well. So couldn't be more grateful for their partnership. 
Uh, I'm good friends with Dave Nellis and America First and, and working that partnership on the radio side and watching it work with you and America First and, and the field and the naming and everything, but also some of the impromptu things that you guys have done in conjunction I just know RSL so in tune to the community, ready to give back. And Dave said that you guys jumped into uh, helping provide some shoes for some youth, kind of uh, an impromptu joining because of a, a need, because of some thieves. But pretty cool to see that partnership too, John. Yeah, America First Credit Union is just fantastic. We just finished the sign, so when you're driving down I-15, take a look. Uh, it looks beautiful. You can see it from the freeway. And they are just so amazing, you know, to partner. I mean, we had a program over Christmas where we were putting Adidas shoes on kids' feet. And then this opportunity with the Granite School District where somebody broke in and stole a bunch of their product to give back and work with America First. And it, and it's these companies that, that really want to be involved in the community. They want to do good. They want people to be healthy and make good choices and so to partner with the partners that we have is is just as we were talking about at the very beginning those are some of the biggest things that have changed we just have amazing partners that are helping us make a difference in our community so game tomorrow huge one against uh messy miami uh look let's be honest messy made a lot of teams look silly last year just what are your expectations what do you want to see and uh obviously you'd love to have a result in some way shape or form but what you know what what uh kind of look into the crystal ball and and uh if you could write the script what do you what are you hoping to see tomorrow you know, it's just an absolute honor to be able to play here in Miami against him. But to be honest, we're very competitive. Uh, you know, this is a lifelong dream for a lot of these players, but they also want to showcase why they're professional athletes as well. And and Messi is one of the best to ever play the game, and we hope that he's healthy and strong and, and help, uh, you know, our team, our teams grow, our league grow. But – we're going out for a win, and that's our intention. We want to start our season off right, and the coach has got everybody dialed in, and they're they're very excited. Fancy, you know, Beth, you know, when you get up for a game, this is definitely one of those games we're up for. Oh, man, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. That'd be like Scotty and I stepping on the field, getting you know, Tom Brady behind center, and, you know, we're defensive tackles. That's Right. It's as big right. and as good and as incredible as it gets, and I, I hope people tune in. How has the uh, Apple partnership been? They've been fantastic, and that's what's so cool about this is literally you can watch this game around the world. And, and again, with our partner unveiling a jersey for the world to see, I mean, it's an amazing opportunity, and Apple is making it possible for everybody holding an iPhone and tuning into Apple TV to, to – take a look at uh, how the league's growing and, and how they're, you know, stepping up as a partner. So we're, we're excited to move forward with them again this year. Well, Hans and I will be tuned in. I know everybody across the uh, Wasatch Front will be tuned in. It'll be a, just an incredible opportunity. We're all fired up for it uh, and excited to get the season started again here in the games here on The Zone as well. We appreciate that partnership. We love having you a part of the family here. It's an honor for us and uh, look forward to uh, keeping it rolling here, John. Congratulations on all the off-season success, and uh, let's get it going. should be a fun one tomorrow.
You guys are awesome. Really appreciate all your support and uh, look forward to catching up with you again later. Hey, John, uh, tell Jason hi from Scotty and I, and then just after you say, hey, Hans Olsen says hi, say, you probably don't remember who that is, but if you do, he's a better person now than he was. That's all you got to tell <laughs> I will absolutely relay that information. Thank you, guys. We're excited to have him back. All right, John. There he is. John Kimball, President of Real Salt Lake, right here on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. We are live here at My Hearing Center. Matt's hanging out with us. And what what do you got there, Matt? So, what is so, that? Yeah, we had the opportunity years ago to, to uh, take over the longest-standing hearing practice in Utah, uh, up in Salt Lake. And when we, when we went through the, the office, we, we found – one of these original Zenith, and you can go, they have old, you know, classic advertising you can find online, Zenith hearing aids. This is, this is a hearing aid. Wow. Right. It looks like a small matchbox. Yeah. Right. Or a Zippo lighter. Yeah. Is what it looks like. And that would sit in your pocket. It it could control your, your, your lows, your mid, your highs are full. And then he had a volume control here and a couple ginormous batteries that you'd pop in this thing. But you had to carry that with you at all. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Right. Okay, it sits in your pocket. Pick, pick up the volume there, and then had another piece that went all the way up in your ear. For, oh, that was connected to That's it? connected to it. Oh. And this guy would have a cable that goes up, and the sound would go through it through your ears. I'd just, say uh, technology's improved just a bit. Yeah, so that's, that, and that's, that's for one side. So, that's so one you, side. Did most people use one side? Or yeah, did most they people have... just because it was so much to carry on them, they could only use one w- side. What year are we looking at with this device? So this is the, this is the 50s, 60s is how old that technology is. So really cool that we were able to find that is it's still hanging out. Uh, in, the, in the 80s, they started putting the um, – actually, I said 70, 80s, uh, 60s, 70s. In the 80s, they started making them smaller and getting them inside your ears, and that's when those big bananas came Oh yeah, came, came in. And now I – mean, I know we're years and years and years later, but now this is the size of so the hearing aid. That, that doesn't have the behind-the-ear, does it? This that's is, the, the insert. That's this it. is what I would do. Yeah, that's the in-the-ear in the product. You, you sacrifice Bluetooth on this one. So you're not you, – it, it, we're just too small to get a Bluetooth device in there. But it has everything else. So if it's programmed correctly, you don't need Bluetooth. That 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 takes you know that, that ruins Scotty's Sundays. But uh, otherwise, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's pretty phenomenal. So you get all the great listening opportunities you you, you need in a package that is yeah. virtually invisible. It's a, it's a jelly bean. It's a jelly. It's yeah. It might be small. Like don't don't keep it in a jar. Someone will eat it. Yeah. This is uh, incredible. Just how small it is and how discreet it would be. But this is what I wear. I and it's not that I think that the behind the ear because those behind the ear pieces have become. Mm-hmm. I I describe it as one of the runts bananas. Yeah. That's about tiny, the size of teeny it. Teeny tiny. And uh, and I'm sorry that I relate everything to food, but that's just what I do. It's me too. No worries. But I like that you just place that one piece in the ear in here. canal. And it, you can, nobody could see it. And what's what's unique about this is we no longer have to get an impression of your ear, so you actually get a better listing because you're not getting full inclu- inclusion. Oh, yeah. So we're not we're not including your ear. And, and the other nice thing about this now this is the first one this small that's re- fully rechargeable. Oh, that's what this case is. So yeah. that's what this yeah. case is. It sits in this little case, charges at night. Put it in the morning. You're ready to go it's, full it, 36 hours. And frankly, it's amazing how long those things hold a charge. It really is. And and mine's you know a couple of generations older than that. Yeah. And and so I I can't imagine how much they've improved since the yeah, one. Yeah. So they, they it's about the same time, but they've shrunk it even more. I mean, it's it's amazing what they're able to do with batteries now. Obviously, batteries is a big portion of where yeah. life's going today. But uh, what we want people to do is you know again, come in, give it a look at, check it out. 
Try it risk-free for 30 days. The other 30 days, we'll give you a gift card uh, to go see a movie. Great. It's that simple. And somebody's walking away with a free set of hearing aids, too. And it's not the uh, the lighter. It's not there. the Zenith no. Zippo lighter. No. <laughs> we're we're no, going to give about you these little newest t- technology here. Tiny jelly beans, or if, if they those don't work, or that, that's not what we want. We can get the, uh, get the what do you call these, the small... Run, run, yeah, the, run, run the run bananas. The, the run banana. That's right. Yeah. And they're not, but they're not yellow. They're yeah. nice and sleek and never and, seen and, and clean looking. Call right now, 801-438-7058. If you're dealing with hearing issues, if your family, if you have a family member dealing with hearing issues, it all starts with a quick phone call. It all starts with the free evaluation. And then you can decide how you want to proceed. But let's get you in here. Let's get that evaluation. It's absolutely free. 801-438-7058. It's all right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Joining us now, guard for the Utah Jazz, the one and only Keontae George. Tell us about getting back in the starting lineup and how you're approaching it. I'm still approaching, approaching the game the same way I did. You know, when I was rather I was starting, come off the bench, I was preparing like a starter. So I know when I went into the game, um, I knew how guys were in pick and roll. I knew what they were doing off ball. You know, of course, there's a difference between starting the game and coming off the bench. But for me, it was just about how can I be effective in the role that, that I'm put in. So it's great to, you know, be the starting point guard and for a great organization and you know not a lot of people get this opportunity so I'm never going to take it for granted I'm going to continue to work my tail off continue to trust Will and you know his staff continue to trust my teammates and continue to work to gain the trust of the older guys and so it's a great journey of course it comes with some adversity but you know I love it so just continuing to grow more and more into my role here Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone the wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Look, I just don't say we're giving away tickets. No, we're actually going to do it. Yes, it is a Jazz Ticket Tuesday. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz Tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. Caller 12-801-575-ZONE. You'll have a pair of tickets to see the Jazz and the Hornets coming up on February 22nd at the Delta Center. If you don't win this pair, well, then keep listening. JJ and Alex will give away another pair at 3.30 and then another at 4.30 and then another at 5.30. We do it every Tuesday right here on The Zone. All right, let's get to it. Also, by the way, big thanks to UCCU, presenting sponsor of Sports Roulette where you learn and earn with the app paying your family to learn about money. UCCU, love where you bank. Lloyd, fire up that will. No chance that was worth $8,000. Do you remember when Nick Bolton brought down Brock Purdy kind of by the back of the collar? Oh, yeah. And they, yeah. he got the, the flag for the yeah. horse collar, which I, I still think is is dumb. Because it ended up just being jersey. He didn't even have pads. Yeah. He just got his uh, fine, $8,238 for that. Did you know that they fine for that kind of stuff? Uh, like, you, don't, I remember, you don't hear about it a lot, but. I remember back in the day with Vontaze Burfick. Yeah. When it was getting 
out of hand and they were trying to get him to stop. But I guess now it's becoming commonplace that you'll get fined. For... I know you get fined for like the late hits and things like that, but uh, a play that go- or uh, a, essentially a penalty that happens in the course of a game, getting fined eight grand for that. Eight thousand two hundred thirty-eight. It was the only fine that came out of the Super Bowl, but I was just kind of shocked by it. I was like, "Wait a second, guys are getting guys are getting eight thousand dollar fines now for." A horse collar tackle, which wasn't really a horse collar tackle. Yeah, that seems a little excessive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's it's bonkers to me. I mean, you know, eight grand for him is like, you know, he can reach into his couch cushions and find that. That's not a big deal. But still, it seems a little crazy. I was also trying to research to see where the fine money goes, and and it all goes to the Professional Athletes Foundation and the NFL Foundation. The Professional Athletes Foundation, NFL Foundation. I guess from there. It's then distributed based off of need of different charities. Hmm. All right. So. At least it's going to a good cause. Is, I wonder if those fines think, are, are these fines tax deductible for the player? If it's going to charity. These fines are pre-taxed. So they're, they're taking out, they're taking up before your check is taxed. I know, but can you then go to the, when you fill out your taxes and say that's essentially a charitable donation? I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think it's it's worked as a no. Because I mean, technically, it's going to charity. It, it is, and maybe they could do that if it was post taxed. But even then, you'd think you you could use it as a charitable donation. I don't know what what I'd rather have have it come out post tax and me be able to write it off. Yeah, or pre tax. For the penalty. Uh, that's a good question. I'm sure that's why you that's why you give your accountant a lot of money to figure I, that stuff out. I don't think you can write it off. I, I mean, I, it's it's like a speeding ticket. It's like a, you're being issued for. Gosh, now you're putting me in a bad mood. Oh, buddy, I forgot. Sorry, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> Driving home from Fort Collins. Did you forget? It's it's. It's 11 p.m., almost midnight. Nobody's on the roads. It's rural Wyoming. Come oh, on. Oh, man. And the guy said I was at 86 and a 75. I had my crew set at like 81, 82. Like 82. I, I'm pretty sure it's 81. I usually, now that I'm, you know, older and I'm not, I don't drive as aggressive as I used to. Not by any stretch. But I, I usually set, when you're in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, or, or you know, rural area, I'll set it about five or six over. And if. And if Officer Brown's listening, come on. Is come on. it really worth it well, to pull like somebody the, over at five or six miles over? I don't like the trick he pulled. Well, then he, oh, yeah, and then he, he kind of got me because he comes up, he goes, I clocked you at 86. And I'm like, and my initial thought, because you get defensive, you're like, well, I had my crew set at 81. He's like, well, that's still over. And I'm like, oh, you <sighs> okay. You Dang it. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that much over. No. Is that really worth your time? Don't Don't try to. Add an extra five miles an hour on and then, me. And then, and then he said, and then he goes, well, so I give him all my information. He goes back to the cop car, comes back, and he said, well, you know, you had your seatbelt on. So I, uh, I, I, uh, I put it on the ticket that you were just going five over at 80. And, and, but that's still 115 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Like, come on, Wyoming. Is that what a speeding? I haven't gotten a speeding ticket in forever. Is that, is that what it is now? Did you tell the cop it's, it's kind of already 
like I'm being fined having to drive through Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I have to go through your miserable state, that's penalty enough. I'm already paying penalty. I, I just bought gas in your state. And I ate a hot dog out of one of your miserable gas stations. Did you tell him that? up with that. Oh, no, I should have, though. I'm already being penalized for having to be in this state. I'm always so nice and like, yes, officer, no, sir, officer, yes, sir, no, sir. Like, I am like the consummate. I don't argue. I don't, you know, I I just, I just sit, you know, because nothing good comes out of that. (laughs) Did you you ever hear about my interaction with the officer? I I, I don't have an NFL player's card that I can (laughs) whip out. I blew through a stop sign. And he pulled me over. I had my wife and kids. They didn't see the stop sign. I didn't see the stop sign. I still don't know if the stop sign exists. <laughs> but I used a word that I thought meant something but meant another thing. Because he goes, you're telling me you didn't see that stop sign? And I meant to say bewildered, but I said, I'm bedazzled. <laughs> I <don't... laughs> he goes, what? Bedazzled? Yeah, I go, I'm bedazzled. I said, there's not a stop sign there. And he goes, you're what? And Amanda's like, you're what? I said, I'm bedazzled, guys. Did any of you see this? You see these jeans? <laughs> They're bedazzled. <laughs> he started laughing his butt off. He's like, you are, aren't you? I did you I did bedazzled. get pulled over with the family uh, about a couple of weeks ago at a Utah after a Utah State game. And uh, anyway, so I, I same thing. I rolling stop through a stop sign i'd like to say that i didn't see it but I saw you it. may have seen that yeah. one and uh anyway he pulls me over and i give him the id he's like oh you called a heck of a game we were listening to it yes and, and uh he let me go on my way yes and it was kind of fun because the boys were in the back and jay so oh I'm like, yeah, that's the guy's listening to your dad see you need that's to what... use voice of the aggies a lot more but i can't do that in rollins wyoming no Nobody cares they... about that and that'll get you more penalty yeah exactly Oh, that's great. That's when it's just worth getting pulled over. Yeah, just you can flex in front of the family a little bit. You see that, baby? Yeah. You ever get in a jam, you mentioned my name. A <laughs> <laughs> little clout. See that, boys? It's nice to have Gerard on the back yeah. of your jersey. Your dad may not be making a lot of money, but, hey, at least there's some perks that come out of this. Boy, isn't that the case? Yeah. All right, Lloyd, should we wrap up, or are you going to want to sneak in one more? Your call. Shaq sharing some wisdom. Oh, you, I love this. This yeah, is great. You heard this conversation? Yeah, I heard this. So Shaquille O'Neal was on the podcast, and Jason Kelsey's retiring. This is Shaquille O'Neal giving his advice in retirement. My advice to you is if you are going to retire, yes, accept it. Enjoy your family, brother. Thank you. I made a lot of dumb mistakes to where I lost my family and I didn't have anybody. That's not the case for you, so enjoy your beautiful wife, enjoy your beautiful kids, and never dwell on what we had. Yeah. What we had is what we got. You got the ring. People know who you are. Enjoy it. Because, again, I was I was an idiot, and I've talked about it for a long time. lost my whole family. Spent a 100,000-square-foot house by myself. That's when I got. But, again, the way I was raised, up. Yeah. Man up. Yeah. Deal with it. But, you know, so, so that's my advice to you. Jeez. Great advice and, um, you know, heartbreaking advice. Oh, that but, made me really sad. But, you know, there's Shaq saying, hey, look, you know what? You got your family. Enjoy your family. You got a beautiful wife. You got great kids. Uh, I screwed it all up. I don't. I have a 100,000-square-foot house and nobody to share it with. I'm all by myself. 
Did that break your heart? A little bit, yeah. Did you know that Shaq has lost his whole family? Uh, I Not to that extent, no. Because it didn't make it sound like he's got him back either. No, nope. He's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm alone. Yeah. And that's the one thing about Jason Kelsey is that, you know, through all the whole Taylor Swift with his brother and everything, one thing that's been fun is, like, he's got a, a, what appears to be a beautiful marriage, a very supportive wife, beautiful yeah. kids, and uh, life looks to be pretty good for him. They seem to be pretty fun. He did say, you've got the ring. He doesn't he have a ring. You know, what, you know, yeah. Oops. It's like, yeah, thanks for telling me that. Appreciate it. That's my brother that has those. I don't have those. Um, you know, the, one of the things that I've kind of found really funny was Jason's Kelsey. Jason Kelsey's wife is is she's pretty quirky. Yeah, she's funny. She will not wear a Kansas City jersey or any piece of clothing. Did you know that? So, in order to support her brother-in-law. She wore a Cincinnati logo on her shirt. University of Cincinnati, yeah. But will not wear Good for her. Will not. And there was this whole back and forth with Jason and his wife, and he's like, babe, you've got to. Like, that's what we do as family. And she's like, I'll be family. I'm not putting Kansas City on me. I love it. Makes me like her even more. (laughs) She's fun. Hands and Scotty will wrap this bad boy up next. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You need to see this Jazz team up close and in person. Oh, that was filthy! Listen all day, every Tuesday, for your chance to win Jazz tickets. As The Zone will give away Jazz tickets at 30 past the hour, every hour, all day long. It's Jazz Ticket Tuesday. Every Tuesday, all season long, presented by UCCU. Love where you back. And on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Locked on to Han Solson and Scotty Chin. Chin, Chin. That's right. Yeah. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you this love. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. And make sure to nominate the youth sports volunteer that you know for the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nominations at kslsports.com slash contest and listen every Thursday afternoon to JJ and Alex for the winner. Again, all brought to you by Hercules Credit Union. Hercules, Hercules. Man, does Dream on Green bug you so bad? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't you remember that? What was that movie? Uh Nutty professor, and that kid there at the dinner table, and the grandma's like, Hercules, Hercules. Oh, and the that. kid's like, flexing. pulls up his sleeve and starts flexing. <laughs> I do remember that. Um, D- Draymond Green bugged me over the weekend, buddy, which yeah. is now we can finally get this game back to important places. What a, what a jerk. Yeah. Problem is, he's going to be next on your, uh, and he's going to wreck uh, inside the NBA. You know, they've got him tapped for that. What'll be great though is is watching it go from what it is to what it will be yeah. with him and a complete epic collapse. Yep. Once they lose Charles, it's done. Oh, it's done. Yeah. I, I went back and listened to Kenny because the criticism got so heavy on Kenny over the weekend, and I think some of it was warranted. I think some of it is bombastic and what what the world has become. Like everybody gloms onto something and then they try to take their moral high horse and run with it on social media. I think there was some of that. But he was a downer. He yeah. really was. Yeah. It, 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 just everything was just 
a bit of a downer. Yeah. Well, we'll be back with you tomorrow. We've got a lot of college basketball to break down tomorrow. Should be some fun ones tonight. BYU, Utah State in action against some big-time opponents, both at home. Uh, we'll break it all down for you tomorrow uh, during the show. Right now, we're hanging out with Matt from My Hearing Centers. And, Matt, we cannot thank you enough for letting us hang out here and invade your space. Um, but ultimately, we're about trying to improve lives. And I don't think people really, truly appreciate how important it is, not just for your quality of life, but for your overall health to make sure you're hearing well and you guys can help make that happen with so many great locations up and down the Wasatch Front. Yeah, that's right. We've got offices from, from Ogden all the way down to St. George. If uh, if you can hear the sound of our voices, you can uh, find an office near you. Right now, we're looking for people with problems hearing to come try this the, the, the latest technology. It's the uh, Signia IX. We're looking for people to try this risk-free for 30 days. If you call right now, we'll, we'll sign you up for a free hearing evaluation. We'll also put you into a drawing for free set of these hearing aids. And uh, again, you'll have the, the opportunity to take this home risk-free for 30 days. And at the end of the 30 days, we'll give you some movie tickets as well. Why not just try out the latest and greatest? That's what I would say to people that are dealing with the hearing aid world right now. Maybe you've got a pair and you've been wearing a pair. Scotty, it seems like you were just talking recently, but you just said yours is now a couple of generations yeah. back. Yeah. You know, if you're talking five, six years back, the new technology, it's worth a try, and it's free, and you're going to get movie tickets. So why not put the call in and just give it a try? Yeah, I think the biggest uh, uh, the biggest thing that you might be sacrificing is the fact that you're probably going to like them. <laughs> yeah. And you're probably going to keep them. So fair, you're fair, probably fair love them. You're probably going to love them. Yeah. And that's, how, that's the amazing part about technology. We've tried this with other patients and said, hey, try these out for us. Just want to get some feedback. And then, uh, and you know, then give them back. We'll get your old hearing aids back. Just inevitably, whenever we try to take those hearing aids back, they're like, well, what do I need yeah, to do? Yeah, no, what, what do I need to do? Like, yeah. I got to keep these. Yeah. So that, that's the only fair fair warning. If you do, if you if you have tried hearing aids before, if you currently wear hearing aids that are five, six, seven years old, uh, you're going to love this new technology. Come and try it. Again, the appointments are free. You get to try it for risk-free for 30 days, and then you get the movie tickets. 801-438-7058. Uh, and if you have not had hearing aids before, but you're not quite sure if you need them, or you're, you know, you've got a family member like, I'm fine, you're like, all right, well, let's prove it. Let's just go in, get the free evaluation, and see where you're at. That, that's, that's exactly right. And a couple of times that's backfired, so we bring the family member with us. A couple of times we've had people come in and be like, this man has a hearing loss, and it's actually the, the spouse. Wow. Uh, so... Again, fair warning, you know, keep an open mind when you come in. We're going to make sure everyone's uh, taken care of. Let's do it. 801-438-7058. Make that phone call. Get on the books. Let's get you squared away, give you that peace of mind, and get you on a better path. 801-438-7058. My hearing centers right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.